I know I don't want to talk about hockey. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. They're going down the drain. Let me say it again. Are you talking about the Leafs or the Panthers? Both. I guess the Panthers. Next topic. All right. Well, I'm, we're taking a poll today. Uh, I turned the show off when Neil or George talk about, and then we got like a list of topics. Hockey, 54 votes, number one. <laughs> oh, God. Guess what's number two right behind it? Mo? Horse racing. Mo. Oh. No, 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 there we go again. Jesus. Let sleeping dogs lie with his 1.1 share. I have a Herald headline. Yeah. That says, uh, foils upset bid by Florida State, North Carolina. The only problem with it was that North Carolina State was, or uh, Florida State rather, was favored. But that's okay. Just a minor mistake. Well, that'll teach you to be reading that piece of garbage. I just read the headlines. It's election day here today, and all I can say oh, is, yeah. bad mistake, eh? You're going to make a bad mistake. But well, it's all the anti-Bush feeling up there, right? No, you don't understand. It's uh, the other way around. That, that's why you think the liberals would win, but they're going to get their ass kicked. They hate Bush here like poison, but uh, they don't confuse them with the facts. Conservatives are going to win. They're ten points ahead in all the polls. So if they hate Bush so much... Yeah. Well, don't ask don't, me. Yeah. There was like a little, some kind of a funding scandal with the liberals here and a few million dollars involved. These people are just, uh, I don't know. So are you an expatriate American? No, I am not. I'm oh. not an expatriate. Just because they lost one game. I have, a, uh, an expatriate. I have a new thing that I'm saying to people who call with negative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's stuff I don't like. It's from uh, an open letter that was written to Michael Moore from... This uh, baseball wife. Oh, I heard you're reading that, yeah. Well, what, 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 what is that? It's well, what classic. is that? Ripping Michael Moore in ass. What the hell is wrong with that bitch? Michael Moore ought to step on that bitch. Who, I don't who care who. That? I just like the rip. It doesn't matter who it is. She's uh, Chris Brent Benson's wife. Well, I think she needs to be taken out. Let's call up Pat Robertson and have her taken out for dinner. Just taken out, bitch. Michael Moore's got more balls and in, in, uh, more, more brains in uh, his left testicle than she's got in her head. I heard you read that. I love the letter. I don't. Somebody ought to kill that bitch. It's the verbiage I like. I don't care okay. who she wrote it to. Well, uh, that's not the point. Anybody can just rip for the sake of ripping. It's who you're ripping. It's a good rip. If she was ripping George Bush, then that's another story. She's well, a... Look at that. IOD went down to a 5-9 in December. Thank God, okay? This book needs to get tossed out. I don't want to get... Uh, you know, uh, there is something about, uh, you know, the television stations in town... Yeah. ...did not have a fall book. They, well, had no, they had no sweeps for October, November, December. Right. They told the rating services, we don't want them, because they felt that they couldn't get any valid... And Arbitron's excuse would be, well, uh, people have radios in their cars. They got uh, battery-operated radios. Well, your mama, okay? I wonder what kind of return they got with diaries in November. I wonder how many they got. About 30, man. Probably from the whole market. But so you know what? If we bitch, it sounds like we're making excuses. No, so. no, it's, it's not the case. I mean, uh, in your case, I mean, what's there to say? You know, but nevertheless, at least you didn't have a 1-1. One, one. No. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know? He sure went out in a blaze of glory, didn't he? <laughs> oh, man. Woo! Talk about going out like a clown. Like Howard Beale said in that work. Remember, he said to William Holden, I don't want to go out like a clown. I got 
30 years in this business. Let me tell you something. He's a selfish, pathetic excuse for an American, and he should take his big fat ass over to Iraq and get his pig head cut off and stuck on a pig pole. That was Michael Moore she was writing about. I don't care. It applies to a lot of people. Yeah, well, maybe he'd be big in Iraq. Could be. Mm-hmm. So did you like the games yesterday? They weren't very I good. I liked the games a lot. They were not very competitive. But uh, And now now I got a solution to the whole problem. I don't have to root for the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. I can root for Seattle. I wanted to see the Steelers kick Denver's ass, which they did. I mean, Denver is not nearly as good as you thought they were. And Jake I thought they me. were? Yeah, you thought they were great. I did not. Yeah, you didn't early in the season when they had... Uh, I never thought Denver was great. You told me Denver was sensational and Jake Plummer was this. When the, big, when the chips are really on the line, and, and Jake Plummer, keep in mind, didn't win the game against the Patriots. They handed them the game. The Patriots and the officials handed them the game. Well, how do you like uh, the, the referee? The referee, what that was his name? Walt uh, Morelli, Moretti, whatever his Morelli. name was. Made that bad call last week. He got a, a rock through his window. Yeah. You see that? Yeah, an accident, they, but nobody got hurt. They said it might have just been random vi- a, yeah, a ran- right. a, a right. random vandal. Right. After reviewing the play for five minutes, he comes up with a totally... His explanation on that call still leaves me just dazzled. I'm surprised they didn't have a riot on the field. If it would have been a home game, they would have been rioting. That was bizarre. Well, so I see we got, let's see, Bo today and tomorrow... Yep. Curtis on Wednesday, Geldy on Thursday. It's like a mix and match, and then we got uh, Geldy again on Friday. Oh, boy. Two to four. We got, like, up in the air. Well, they should take their time and make the right decision. Let's... <laughs> yeah, let's do another nationwide search. <laughs> that may be my next poll. What was Greg Reed's biggest blunder? There are so many. God almighty. Just, just mind-boggling. And the worst part of it is he's still on the payroll. He's still hanging around there, coming in his in his jeans uh, every day. I understand. He's the, on the like payroll the... for ten years. Oh, brother, is that is that true? He has a better year than Howard. A better deal than Howard had. He's on the payroll for ten years. He's a consultant for eleven years. Oh, oh my God! No wonder we always talk about the Beasleys up in the tree with that banjo. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? What After I what you? you did to this place. You ought to be on death row for 10 years. So how'd you do Saturday? I didn't uh, go. I didn't participate. I'm saving up for um, Niagara next weekend. Oh. I'm keeping the money in my pocket. Let me, let me get familiar with my ass. <laughs> keeping it in my wallet. 185 bucks though, on the uh, lotto. Three people won $7 million. Wouldn't that piss you off if the lotto was... I mean, it wouldn't piss me off if it went $7 million, but if it's $22 million in the one week, there are three winning tickets, that's not good. Oh, so yeah, I would give it back. Who wants a measly $7 million? That's it. Throw it back. <laughs> it's like catching a fish that's too small. Throw it back. Wait for the big one. I'll tell you what's bad. When you hit a pick six, and, you know, they have pick sixes. he's talking about horse racing again. Yeah. And they, I'm talking gambling. And they have pick sixes that uh, can pay up to... Oh, you know, in the millions. And you hit one and it pays like $4,000. Yeah. Why even bother? Yeah. It's too hard to hit them Throw anyway. Throw it back. Tear the ticket up. Yep. Frame it. Just take the ticket home and frame it. In fact, once upon a time, although I don't have it anymore, but I did I did bet $2 to win on Brett Hanover once he, at 1 to 9. He paid two ten, and it was just like a souvenir thing. You know, everybody bet, bet a ticket just to have a souvenir. Isn't that strange? Oh, yeah, no, it's not. Actually, I remember when uh, 
Well, when you have a triple crown possibility. Right. Like betting two bucks on people buy two Exactly. You know, so it's they can save nine, the but ticket. You get two ten, you save the ticket for posterity. And someday it might be worth more than two ten. Can't be worth much less. Well, yeah, if you get Secretariat to sign it. Yeah, there you go. Then well, it would be late. worth more. Too late now. Yep. By the way, who the hell was that? Th- who did I see yesterday who looks exactly like Willie Shoemaker? Some actor, somebody somewhere. I can't think of who it was. Looked just like a twin brother of Willie Shoemaker. An actor? Yeah. Can't think of who it was. Or maybe some kind of a jock. And by the way, can you tell me what the big... You know, I don't want to go into it, because first I had to put up with Phil Simms on the first game. And then that James Brown. Well, what is his... Uh, that ain't even the right James Brown. You know, I mean, this guy can't even sing. Well, what is his claim to fame? He's been doing There's that show a long time. talking to a race car driver. What else that jackass race car driver? Um, I can't remember which one it was. They all look the same. Oh, that's who it was. That was the guy, the race car driver. They showed Jay, James Brown on the sideline in the second game talking to this. Uh, oh, race car oh I saw that. Yeah, Daryl Waltrip. Daryl Waltrip, and he looked just like Willie Shoemaker. A little taller, but nevertheless. Well, next to James Brown. James Brown's a big guy. Is he really? Yeah, he's about 6'5". Well, what's six his five. claim to fame? Uh, he's been a network sportscaster for years. Why? Because he's good. He oh <laughs> okay <laughs> okay. He's so good. is that Danny boy and Shannon Sharp and Jimmy Johnson and all that other oh brother. You know what my favorite thing is when you're watching the NFL, especially during the playoffs in the uh, Super Bowl when they got eight million spots, is team kicks a, a field goal or scores a touchdown, and then uh, kicks off. And we come back for the kickoff, and uh, okay, so it's going to be Seattle's ball on the 20-yard line, and here comes me, da 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 da, and we go to another break. I mean, uh-huh. you know, it, it's just uh, if we did that, we wouldn't have any audience. You know, it's just ridiculous. Even the old first team never had that many spots. Well, for all the money that uh, God. they're paying in rights, they have to. No, make I understand it up, right? that, but geez, but you, just, you know, uh, what? It's like rubbing your nose. I'll in tell it. you, the guy who irritates me is Joe Buck. You know, really? Yeah, yeah, like yesterday. Uh, towards the end of the game, Seattle's, you know, winning and the place is going wild. And he said, well, this shows you what that home field advantage is worth. And I'm going to tell you the facts on home field advantage, okay? In the last five years or six years, whatever it is, uh, home field teams in the conference finals are now 6-12. and 12, or, Yeah, 6-12. and 12. Yeah. Home field advantage means nothing when you get to this stage of the football season. Are you nitpicking now? Yeah, no, yeah, that's not a nitpick. Good, he was wrong. Thing I'll say that he did yesterday, and it took him about ten minutes to do it. Uh, that one time that um, uh, Seattle punted, and a ball went. We thought the ball went out of bounds on the four-yard line. Remember that? Yeah, they and said it was out, and they came back. Yeah, we go to commercial break, and now all of a sudden they start on the twenty, and the series starts. They run a couple of plays. And, and, and oh, by oh, the I way, should, <laughs> I should mention, by the way, that uh, we were in a break, and uh, one official overruled the other one and said it was a touchback, and we went in the end zone. And I just, uh, that was so, so Bush League, you know. Like, like we can't be bothered to give you any real information. It's just we're too busy doing spots, you know. Yep. Screw them. Screw Fox, man. Screw Rupert Murdoch. There, there's somebody. Pat Robertson needs to work on getting him taken out. Hey, uh, for dinner, you know. At, at Louis in the Bronx. See, I God. can't root for Seattle because Paul Allen 
versus Dan Rooney. I like Dan Rooney better. I, I, don't, I don't root for teams based on the owner, okay? I mean, Bob Kraft's a good guy, but I root for the Patriots because of the owner. Well, how about if you had, the, how about if you had 25 gonna, to 1 on the Steelers? Would you root for them then? Well, you bet. I don't, I don't bet on football games, okay? I don't, I don't bet on any sport where you've got to, like, cover a spread. I mean, to me, that not only has your team got to win, but then they got to win by so That would be like going to the track, and your horse has to win the race by at least three lengths, or you don't cash the ticket. I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? You know, a win is a win. You win by a nose, you win by 20 lengths. It makes no difference. You cash the ticket. Any sporting event where you got, like, baseball, hockey, football, you got to win with basketball by a spread, screw that. That's any sporting event. I understand. That's why I don't bet those things. Who the hell wants that aggravation? In addition to which, I'm enough of a, a real fan that if I root for a team, I get aggravated enough. If I also compounded that by having a, a big bet on the game, I'd have a core. I'd have a stroke. Too much pressure, man. Quit that gambling. Quit betting on sporting events. Watch the game in peace. You know, relax. No pressure. Que sera, sera. Oh, and by the way, U.S. airmen killed. There's more dead soldiers in Iraq, but CNN now on their website thinks it's so unimportant. I can't even find the stories on these anymore. That, that's how we've demeaned the lives of American service people now. They, they don't even put the story on there anymore. It's not even news anymore. There's just more dead soldiers and uh, life goes on. The sun is shining. Mm-hmm. Which it is. We broke the all-time record for um, the date on Friday. It was 54 degrees here Friday. wonder what it's going to be like in Detroit next week. Next week. Yeah, that's where I'll be. Not this weekend, but the following week. Don't we have the two-week break now? Yeah, I'll be there that starting next do. Monday. Oh, man, I think that's when the 10 feet of snow are coming out. <laughs> 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 oh, brother. Well, at least if it snows a lot, there'll be something white in Detroit. Anyway. You're listening to Neil Rogers on <laughs> Radio 560. <laughs> Listen, I used to live in Detroit, man. You don't I have know. to tell me about Detroit. I lived in Southfield, though, which uh, back in those days, in the early 70s, that was far enough north to get away from the inner city, quote, unquote. Actually, Detroit used to be a heck of a place till they burned it down. Till till 67, man, Detroit was great. Well, we'll be downtown. Oh, well, like I said. The Renaissance Center. Take along several bodyguards. I am taking the beast. Good, there you go. Well, he can guard you up to about your knee. Have a great day. It's you Monday. Too. Don't get carried away now. Let's uh, space it out over the week. Yeah, I'm done gambling for the Save week. Save a little. Yeah, You're, Hank's done gambling. Okay, no more betting on stupid ass ball games. Oh no, no, that's my business. <laughs> that's your business. It is. <laughs> I thought broadcasting was your business. Yeah, that's what I do on Sunday mornings on ESPN. Yeah, I know that. I get paid handsomely for just, it. Just, just be real happy that broadcasting. This season you've had broadcasting is your business. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See ya. Sounds like a moron. It's time. Every time he speaks, it's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweets. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. Sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. He compares the locals to a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Ray Nagin can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Cause he wants to make a New Orleans taste good.
It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll off Juan Valdez, Renee and Ken. Renee and Ken. You know I can. Ray Megan can says he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. Oh, yeah, what a place. It's uh, 1015 at 560 WQM, so we find out that WSUA is uh, Radio Caracol. That's what George's problem is today. He's got a cold. But uh, it's a Colombian thing, I guess. That's what Miguel was saying. Remember when the ratings came out and I said WSUA, they, they never had nothing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I guess South Florida must be, like, inundated with Colombians. And they sure aren't listening to us. God forbid. Even though we do like our drugs. 10.15 already at QAM. We got uh, Bo today, 2 to 4. I say that with some uh, sorrow. Mad Dog, 4 to 7. Curtis, 7 to 10. Any K at 10 o'clock tonight. No ball games. No one, nothing. Just a pristine schedule. Except that hole there. That hole from 2 to 4 with Bo. Hey, resolve yourself to getting a better night's sleep every night in 2006 by calling 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Nothing's got a bigger impact on the way you feel every day, your daily health and productivity, than a good night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight from the Dial-A-Mattress by calling 1-800-MATTRESS right now. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's noticeably sagging or lumpy, it's time for a brand new one. Choose from the complete line of Sealy, Inserta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Dial-A-Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kettle to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And the delivery thing is a deal uh, from heaven. You still get to pick the time they show up. You pick the date and two-hour delivery you want your mattress delivered, and they show up on time 99.7% of the time. I've been using these folks for years, and I guarantee you'll be a satisfied customer, too. So start the year off right with a new mattress from Dial-A-Mattress. Don't put off getting a better night's sleep a minute longer. Pick up that phone right now and give them a call toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS, or you can do your shopping right on their website at mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off that last S because it stands for stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Grab my junior, honey. I can't believe my Joe's gone. Oh, I know. Come here. Uh, girlfriend, your breath is rank. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Luckily, I brought along the first ever breath freshener for people grieving the loss of a loved one. Really? Yeah. They're called bereavements. Bereavements? Yeah, this powerful breath and air freshener eliminates bad breath and the stench of death at the same time. Here, try one. Mmm, refreshing. Bereavements, the breath freshener for people mourning the loss of a loved one. Thanks, bereavements. Located at your grocery's counter or funeral parlor next to the lip embalm. 20 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Happy Monday, January 23rd. Yeah, the humper there tried to suck me into talking about hockey. Not a good idea. Guess what? <laughs> right after you told him about people don't want to hear it. Right, and he still wanted to look into that because he says, well, Neil's the only one who knows anything about it. Well, nobody cares about it. That's the reason I'm the only one that knows about it. Nobody cares. They don't want to hear about it. They want to smell it. They want to know from it. Uh, forget about it. Yeah, but the Panthers are, yeah, okay. Uh, I want to, like, do a reverse, because I don't know how we're going to do this thing with a poll on the movies. And, and to be honest with you, I think uh, it just was a time killer on the movie pool, because I don't see an awful lot of difference from the first time we did it. Maybe we didn't do it that long ago. And I'll tell you why it couldn't have been that long ago, because Fahrenheit 9-11 is on it. 
Right. And that was 2004. So maybe we actually did this poll earlier this year. See, when I go through the history thing on a website there, I have no idea of knowing the date on the um, that we took any of these polls. Well, let's make it up. I can, no, but I can just tell by the chronological order, and I didn't do that because George... Let's blame George for it. He's out sick today. It's George's fault we did this stupid thing again because he, he faxed me the list just to, uh, to make a point that Magnolia only had three votes. And I said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that poll again. No, it's his fault. That's why God is punishing him. That's why he's sick today. And he's probably forcing him to listen to uh, El Caracol all day long, WSUA, Radio Suave. That's why when the uh, book came out, and I'm thinking, it's like Spanish lullabies. They never had like, just fractions. But they changed the format now, man. They got like subversive or Colombian talk on there or some kind of crap. You would think that somebody in our audience would have told us about Radio Suave, huh? But I guess maybe they're listening to Radio Suave and they're speaking English because even their website is all in Espanol. And the worst part of it is I looked on their website and I could understand all of it. That really scared the hell out of me. I think I was in South Florida too long. Anyway, so I'll do the uh, poll result in reverse. And I'm sure not going to go down the whole list of this uh, 8,000 movies on here. Oh, why not? Take us till about 1.30, I guarantee you that. Take us up till bow time. In fact, if you think it's exciting that we got bow from 2 to 4 today, we got bow tomorrow, and uh, the big feature on there is Jacques Martin at 3 o'clock. Kim Bowcamper talking hockey with Froggy. Holy cow. I want to hear Kimba say, plunk your magic twanger, Froggy, just one time. I would uh, drive off the road, in my chair anyway. Okay, so here's today's poll. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about. I never turn it off. Out of 564 votes, 296. God, do we love those people. And no matter what we do, they're like, uh, maybe they got one of those crystal radios that only gets wrong one frequency. I bet you never saw one of those, did you? I never saw one of those. Actually, those go way back to the early days of radio, but they also go back in the 50s. There was a thing called the White Mike. It was an advertising campaign. Bunch of scamsters. And they would go out, they'd come in, and for your station, they would go out and sell a bunch of clients. And they would, they had a big white microphone that they would put in the, in the advertiser's place of business. And it had a crystal thing inside of it. In other words, it was tuned into your frequency. It was not like a regular radio that you could tune out of another frequency. Okay. So, like, if it was a QAM white mic, it would be like 560, and it would be stuck there. And, they, and they'd have it on all day. And that, uh, got it? The white mic. I got it. Anyway, I turn it off when we, uh, Neil or George talk about horse racing is past hockey, 66 and hockey, 63. Those two, horse racing and hockey, forget about it. No bad. interest. Not minimal interest. None. Zero. zippity doo da. Religion, 28. Fag stuff, 23. Like gay. Oh, God. Uh, I wish George had quit doing that, too. Politics, 23. Music, 20. Movies, 20. Radio stuff, 14. Sex, 6. And food and restaurants, five. So I guess uh, other than the top two, the rest are like, uh, I don't know, kumsi kumsa, right? Pretty Especially much, the yeah. bottom three or four. Well, no, I mean, there's nothing with more than 28. But horse racing and hockey. So the next time the Hubbard tries to give me you know, one of those, and then he started in with that thing. Oh, you know what else we need to add on there? Gambling. Okay. Because that's not just horse racing, gambling. And I do talk a lot about that and about Woodbine and about uh, the slots and about casino. Gambling. So here's the poll we took on Friday. Anybody ready for this? No. It's only a list of 45,000 movies. WQAM, first call of the week. Hello. Not there. Good. Good start. Better than most of the alternatives. Should I try six or not? You think? Oh, yeah. Why not? WQAM, hello. First call of the week. Tone setter. How you doing, Neil? Okay, Pally. What do you got? Have you seen the new scandal in the city of Miami? What's that? About the mayor uh, and the burial site of the uh, Seminole Indians. 
What about at those, at those new towers? Uh, they uh, fired the archaeologists that found the uh, burial site and the uh, and uh, scooped it under the desk, and they made millions out of it. And they just they got caught. They scooped it out of the desk. Well, you can almost smell it, can't you? Nobody cares. Okay. See that? Like I said, these calls are really great, aren't they? Call up uh, Radio Caracol, okay? Call up WSU. I'm sure that they'll be whipped up into a frenzy about that. Nobody's speaking English. Yeah. It's a miracle that any of the stations in English get any numbers in South Florida. I'll tell you that. It's just uh, amazing. The best movie of all time. I think I'll save it till after the break, you know? Because once I get started, I've got about 7,000 titles to read. In fact, I think instead what I'll just do is go to my movie book, and I'll just start at A and go through to Z. Uh, sounds about right. WQAM, hello. That'll teach George to be out sick again. QAM. I'm going to turn off the Neil Rogers show to listen to the album. Yeah, okay, great. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Reverend Jones is a drunk. Uh-huh, too. See, they got the uh, 18 lines there. They got their own uh, phone set up. They got their own hook up there. Reverend and his boyfriend. Reverend Jr. WQAM, hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. Is this uh, George? No, George is out sick today. If you want to speak to George, we can give you his home number. No, it just sounds like you got a, a stock in your mouth or something. No, I do. Anyhow, I wanted to speak to you regarding uh, Pompano Harness. Are you going to be out there uh, anytime this winter? Why is that? Well, because I like to go by. I'd uh, I like to acknowledge you when you're there. No, I don't want you to acknowledge me when I'm there. Uh, I'm going to be left alone. Don't want to see you. I don't want to know from you. I don't want to smell you. I don't want to be bothered if I go to Pompano Harness when I'm there, which I was there not that long ago. I was there in December. Oh, you were there at the track. We could have gone by and seen you. Exactly. That's why I didn't tell you, and that's why I'm not telling you the next time. Had a great evening with my friend Dick Feinberg and uh, Derek, and we talked and yucked it up and reminisced and had a few laughs and uh, the Fat Rich Memorial Dinner and whatever, you know. No, we want to come by and uh, bug you while you're there. That's exactly one of the reasons I'm glad I'm not there, okay? I'm not in South Florida, and that's one of the great parts about life. The sun is shining. We're breaking all kinds of records for temperatures this time of the year. There is no snow on the ground. And, oh, good luck to you folks in South Florida, because you'll need it. How's Audio Caracol doing, man? Anybody speaking English down there or what? Dry Concepts is the best in carpet cleaning in the universe. They've been cleaning my carpets for over 20 years. I wouldn't dream of calling anybody else. And during this month... During January, Dry Concepts encourages everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract. Dry Concepts maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind. Enjoy the benefits of their plant carpet dry cleaning service. Not only will you save 50% off their regular prices, but you'll also enjoy the added benefit of knowing that Dry Concepts will be there every time you need them. Dry Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach rather than the common clean, dirty carpet approach. Don't get fooled and ripped off by those 1995 specials that leave your carpet soaked for days without treating the real problems. You made a huge investment in your carpeting, your upholstery, your drapery, so let Dry Concepts protect your investment for a long time. Dry Concepts professional staff is fully certified, their service and standard absolutely unmatched. So take the worry out of having your home sanitized all year long when you have Dry Concepts maintenance program. And Dave Broward in the Palm Beaches, call him today toll-free at 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071, or on the web, it's dryconcepts.com. Dry Concepts, you really can clean today and entertain tonight when you use these folks. 1-800-248-5071. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> God, Neil. She's beautiful. Oh, he's on fire right now. She's a smoking little pistol, isn't she? Really, though, we're just like any other couple. They're the latest hot couple in Hollywood's eyes. Even better than the Jimmy and the 
surprise. Brad said we're just friends till he got between her thighs. And now she's with child and her name's Angelina Jolie. Yeah, sex at that hotel really caused quite a fervor. She was screaming so loud that the staff overheard her. They called the police and they all did agree. You'd best bring a muscle if you bang Angelina Jolie. She's been out badly scoring. That horny two raiders been worldwide a horrid. Oh, Brad doesn't mind the baby looks a bit Chinese. It's like joining the UN, moving in with Angelina Jolie. Where were the kids? I sold them to the lady across the street. She always said how much she liked them. And we have buffaloes of kids. Where are you going to find time to ignore your kids? Our kids are really. Are you ready, kids? Yeah. Get a life. 10:34:26 before 11 and 5:60 WQM. What's the best movie of all time? We asked. Now, didn't we say that? Uh, or I said anyway. Want to get 3,000 votes over the weekend? You said that, yeah. Well, we only fell 678 short. 23:22. I guess that's the whole audience, you know. I guess that's it. I remember once upon a time we probably gotten 10,000 votes when that was the whole audience. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three, twenty-two. not too good. Maybe they were busy this weekend. Doing what? Oh, watching those uh, football games or maybe listening to a Radio Suave El uh, Caracol. Combination of both. Right. Maybe they were listening to the... Because uh, they they're the Dolphins games in Espanol, by the way. Radio Suave. See. Si. And they got talk shows now. I do see. You would have thought that somebody would have called in and given us a little heads up on that. Pretty sad. The uh, commentary when the people in programming aren't even aware of what the other stations in the market are. We need a bisexual, oh, we already had a bisexual, a bilingual program director. The best movie of all time, The Godfather. Now, that's only the first one, okay? Now, the original first time we did this, we combined them, and I have no idea why we did that. That was not a smart move. Godfather, 414. Nobody else had even 100, although Casablanca had 99, right on the edge. 414. Nobody even close to The Godfather. Godfather Part 2, in its own right, was third with 73. What does that tell you? Star Wars, 72. Cuckoo's Nest moved up from where it was the first time we did a poll. Tied for an next with Lord of the Rings, 66. I don't really want to read all this list. This is pathetic. Dr. Strangelove, 59. Caddyshack, 57. Fahrenheit 9-11 at 56. Why was Hank so whipped up about that bitch that was uh, cussing out Michael Moore? What was that all about? Because um, she's a wife of a pitcher in the major leagues. So? She's hot. She ought to be horsewhipped. Bitching out Michael Moore. What the hell did she ever do for the human race? Pose naked? Oh, I see. Well, like I said, yeah, who'd want to see Michael Moore naked? Good point. Animal House, 45. Scarface, 44. Uh, Blazing Saddles, 44. In fact, that might be the secret weapon against Osama. Send him some naked pictures of Michael Moore. 
Jaws 43, Monty Python and the Holy Grail 38, Goodfellas 34, Apocalypse Now 32. I'm only going to read the double digits, okay, because there's 7,000 on here, and I did not watch City of God this weekend. Oh, Sorry. come on. But I had all that football to watch. So what? Oh, and you know what? I did see the whole movie, Sleepers, which you didn't see it, so I can't discuss it intelligently with you. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I did, with Kevin you Bacon. You did see Sleepers? Where the kids get molested. and uh... Yeah, with Kevin oh, yeah, Bacon awesome and movie. De Niro and uh, Dustin Hoffman yeah, and Brad awesome. Pitt. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm glad you like so, it. So that's what I watched instead of City of God. If that wouldn't have been on again on my cable, I would have taken that CD and whipped that DVD and whipped it right in there and watched City of God. But I think you'd agree with me that Sleepers needs to be seen right from the very beginning or it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's a great movie. Yeah. Well, it was great. So that, that should have been on our list here of the 45,000 greatest movies of all time. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was an oversight. We also didn't have any of the Batman movies on here or the Superman. Or, well, you can't have them all, you know. Let's see, uh, Monty Python, Goodfellas 34, Apocalypse Now 32, Pulp Fiction 32, Clockwork Orange 31, Citizen Kane 31, highly overrated movie. Shawshank Redemption 28, It's a Wonderful Life 28, not only overrated but overplayed and just enough to make you puke your guts out, enough to make you start stuttering like uh, Jimmy Stewart. And, of course, when you face the music, you start stuttering. I guess you don't have to worry about that anymore, facing the music. So happy. Wow, what a relief. Braveheart 25. And by the way, I'll be at Papado Park this uh, Friday night if anybody wants to come and stare at me. Not. Nah, I won't be there. Yeah, I'll be there Friday. Braveheart 25. Airplane 23. Network 21. Boy, I should have had a lot more votes than that in spite of what you say. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly 21. Lawrence of Arabia 20. To Kill a Mockingbird 18. Usual Suspects 18. Blazing Saddles and Train Spotting 17. Now, back in the day, it probably played some sound effects with that train spotting. Can't do it. Can't do it, Pally. Young Frankenstein and uh, Chinatown, 16 apiece. Papillon, 15. 15 for Team America, World Police, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and American Beauty. 14 for Gone with Wind, Forrest Dump and E.T. 13 for The Great Escape, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You fairy. And The Schindler's List and Blade Runner. 12 for The Big Lebowski, Lewinsky, The Deer Hunter, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, The Exorcist. That was on again last night and I watched some of that and went to bed. Friday... Uh, Friday is a movie, and 2001 A Space Odyssey, they all had 12. The Exorcist only had 12. How's that possible? And if you tell me one more time that that's a comedy. Uh, well, come on. But you think it's the best movie of all time? No. Yeah. I mean, but it's sure better than a lot of the crap that's above it here, like uh, Pulp Fiction. Give me a break. Or It's a Wonderful Life. Huh? I don't believe I got the pleasure of, or maybe not the pleasure of uh, seeing that. It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. It's a corny Christmas movie. You never saw that? Oh, I saw that. Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. One of those real cornball they show it every year. I mean, if you're going to have a Christmas movie, what about A Christmas Carol, the, the real old one with Alistair Sim? That was the good one. Silence of the Lambs had 11, Field of the Dreams, all these had 11. Field of Dreams, Midnight Express, The Graduate, Life of Wine, Hard Day's Night, and City of God had 11 votes. All right. Ten for the uh, little big man, treasure, treasure Sierra Madre, Midnight Cowboy, Psycho, and On the Waterfront, and after that, single digits. Now, what did Magnolia get this time? Eight. Up from three the previous time, it had eight. Boogie Nights had six. That was on last night, too. Can't watch all the movies at the same time. But that one was on there. Now, who the hell was in there besides uh, Marky Mark and uh, Burt Reynolds? Right. Who else was uh, in Boogie Nights? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, was he in there? Mm, yes. Google it. Hold on. Google it. That, that's a great movie. 
Didn't have too many votes on our list, though, unfortunately. In fact, I would say along with Deliverance, that's the only other good movie that uh, Burt Reynolds ever made was Boogie Nights. It's a great movie. Who yeah, it's really good. You got uh, it? We got, uh, let's see, who else? Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is crying like a girl. I'm trying to see who else is really known. That's that's about it. I that's guess. it. There was nobody else well known in that I movie. I mean, for big, you know, William. Well, H. come on, William Dan, H. Let's H. Some names. Maybe it's somebody famous that you just aren't familiar William with. William okay? like uh, Charles Dickens, Louise Guzman, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. What's wrong with her? She was in Magnolia for Christ's sakes. Yes, and she, yeah. she had a very similar role, by the way. She's a great actress, and you just like poo-pooing her for that uh, pitcher's wife who was ripping Michael Moore. Oh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in it. Don Cheadle, the yeah, fifth yeah. Beatle, right? Right. Uh, Heather Graham. What am I thinking? Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? You just so uh, you just don't like that movie. Did you see Boogie Nights? Of course, I love well, that. So movie. what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that movie. Just didn't want to see. You're just probably jealous. 10:41 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. I'm since we're going to be working together. Breaking time we start drinking yet. I love the way it fails when those bubbles dance off of my tongue. Boy, it's your found a way to make the time pass up there. You don't go out there and fish. Brokeback Mountain Dew. Do the Dew. So Paul Thomas Anderson wrote and directed Boogie Nights and Magnolia. So it's no coincidence that he uh, used a lot of the same actors and actresses in both movies. John C. Riley, which you left out conveniently, and that's because of your Magnolia, uh, anti-Magnolia bias. Who's that, the and, cop? And William H. Macy. I said William H. Macy. Don't you remember William H. Macy? Uh, he found his wife uh, doing some guy in the bedroom, and he went out to his car, and he put the drink on the roof, and he uh, came back, and uh, bada bang. And then he stuck the gun in his mouth. Yeah, but I, I remember that. that. I remember that? that? I do. And Oh, man, messed up the wall real bad. So anyway, there are two great movies, Magnolia and Boogie Nights, and that's the end of that list. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. A lot of people with uh, very bad taste. Not to mention any names. Italy court asked, did Jesus exist? Remember we had that story a couple weeks ago? Yes. Well, we're getting there now. Lawyers for a small-town parish priest have been ordered to appear in court next week after the Roman Catholic cleric was accused of unlawfully asserting what many people take for granted, that Jesus Christ existed. You hear people say that all the time. Jesus Christ, are you here again? Especially like when Fat Boy would waddle in there. The Reverend Enrico Righi was named in a 2002 complaint filed by Luigi Castioli after Righi wrote in a parish bulletin that Jesus did indeed exist and that he was born of a couple named Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem and lived in Nazareth. Castioli, a lifelong atheist, claims that Righi violated two Italian laws by making the assertion so-called abuse of popular belief in which someone fraudulently deceives people and impersonation in which somebody gains by attributing a false name to someone. Castioli says that for 2,000 years... The Roman Catholic Church has been deceiving people by furthering the fable that Christ existed and says the church has been gaining financially by impersonating as Christ someone by the name of John of Gamala, the son of Judas from Gamala. He also was, isn't this story exactly the same one we had on before? I think so. But this is CNN just discovered it. He also asserts that the Gospels, the most frequently cited testimony of Jesus' existence, are inconsistent, full of errors, and biased, and that other written evidence from the time is scant and doesn't hold up to scholarly analyzation. Prosecutors who in Italy are obliged to investigate such complaints initially tried to have the case dismissed, saying that no crime could be verified. But 
Cascioli challenged them, and Judge Gaetano Mautoni set a hearing for next Friday in Viterbo, north of Rome, to discuss preliminary motions in Cascioli's bid to have the court appoint technical experts to review the historical data and determine if Jesus really did exist. Now, what if they go through with all this and they discover, oh, you know what, somebody just made this up, there was no such guy. What then? What do we do now? That would be great. I think they should publish it all over the world. That people uh, know. Bad for business. Very bad for business. I want to call today about Radio Caracol. Because if we can't find out from our programming people about the other stations in the market, what the hell's going on in South Florida radio, how the hell are we going to uh, know what's uh, going on around us? They give us all these numbers on a sheet of paper, and I see a radio suave going through the roof, and I think, what the hell's this all about? Must have been just uh, all Julio's got diaries, which, of course, is true, but nevertheless, radio suave. They're kicking ass. They're kicking some big, fat Colombian ass. 567-0560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, good morning. How are you? Yes, today? sir. Okay. I uh, just wanted to uh, uh, submit a movie for your poll. Well, the you know, a movie for what poll? The uh, best movie of all time? Yeah, that's uh, last Friday's poll. That's over with. I'm sorry. I tuned in late. Yeah. Well, I would have voted in the 1962 color version of Mutiny on the Bounty with Marlon Brando and Trevor Howard anyway. That would have been a good choice, but guess what? Too late. So anyway, that point you did a couple of weeks ago about the world's silliest uh, religious crap. <laughs> Are these people good or what, huh? Class. South Florida, man, they're a little bit behind. They're a little bit behind the times. They're in the Stone Age, man. They're in the Dark Ages. And, of course, don't blame them. Look where they live. Look where they are. Look at their surroundings. Look at the environment. Look at the drivers. Look at the average age, 145. Oh, wait till I tell you about my driver's license, by the way. WQAM, hello. QAM, heavy breathing line. Hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. Can I speak with, I speak with Neil? Speaking. Neil? Yeah. Hi there. Hi there. Good morning. Um, how are you? Um, Good. How are you doing? I wondering about the elections in Canada. What are you going to do? Are you going to leave? Are going to run away? I beg your pardon? The election is coming up in Canada. When, when is that going to be? I don't know. Pretty soon. Today. Today. Yeah, Today. exactly. Yeah. Is it going to be a bad thing or a good thing? It's going to be a bad thing, sir. The conservatives are 10 points ahead in all the polls, and they're going to take a turn to the right. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Well, doesn't you know, affect that, my life. Well, I, I hope not. You know, that, that the, uh, the media certainly affects our life, though. The bought and paid for American media, you know. Yeah. Well, no first thing about the highest bidder. We'll never find out the truth about much of anything. Well, that goes to show it. So then go out and have a nice day. Get some sun, get a little vitamin D in your body, and uh, enjoy life because it's really short, you know? Don't worry about these things. I mean, I do have my usual stack of articles that nobody cares about, and I'll get into them because we don't have Miguel there to give me a song and a dance. I thought I was terrified that with George out today, he was going to be sitting in there lecturing me about not doing these bedtime stories. Oh, he's busy. He's got things to do. Good. Good. Keep him where he belongs. Maybe he's researching Radio Caracol. Huh? I'm sure he's listening right now in his office. Well, good for him in his office. Instead of us. WQAM, hello. Radio Caracol. Yes, Neil. Hola. Yes, sir. Yeah, Caracol, what they do is uh, they have a guy, they have different shows, and they have a guy in Bogota, and he talks to people all over the world. Yeah. You know, you call from Miami, and, you know, you talk, talk to him. They also have the news from all over the world. You know, they uh, they have different radio stations in different cities, uh, things like that, and then community um, programming, you know, lawyers and stuff like that. You know. Oh, so, my God. Sounds as boring as uh, dog poop. 
Well, they also have, uh, you know, soccer programs, and that's where most of the people, most of the guys, uh, you know, want to hear about soccer from uh, their country. So they have all the scores and all that. Wow. So, so, so it's, a, it's a station for uh, foreigners. Yes, it is. That's what it uh-huh. is. For illegal aliens? Well, not necessarily, but... Not necessarily, sure. but possibly. Well, 50% of them are. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, thanks for your honest opinion. He said, audio caracol really sucks. Isn't that what he just said? He said it's uh, for a bunch of illegal aliens who just came on a banana boat. That's why a lot of people are listening. And he said, "No, yeah, well, that's South Florida for you, baby. No spigot inglés aquí. Oh, no, no chance. Audio caracol my ass. That is just unbelievable. Well, it goes to show you. Put anything on in a foreign language, especially Espanol and South Florida, guaranteed you at least a two-share right off the bat. WQAM, hello. Hello, can I speak to you? Radio Espanol. Hello. Bueno. Yes. Hey, what's up, Neil? How you doing? Hey, uh, I want to recommend your movie. Okay, good. Do it some other time. We're not talking movies anymore today, okay? You people are like uh, stuck in the uh, Stonehenge in the Dark Ages. Enough of the stinking. In fact, look at the poll we're taking there. When you talk movies, 22 people turn out immediately, if not sooner. Enough of the movies already, okay? Anyway, Sleepers, you really ought to see it. Yes. I'm glad you did see that, and it is an excellent movie, and the acting is outstanding. In the end, and and they now see the author of the book is based on a book. The author claimed it was a true story. Really? And you'll notice at the end of the movie that they flash on the screen the things about uh, the state of New York denies that any such uh, activities ever took place in any uh, juvenile detention center, and and the author maintains that the names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty, but nevertheless, that's a true story, and I, I believe it. I'll why, take why would you want to believe it. Huh? I'll take his word for it over. And I'll tell you one thing that the uh, Catholic Church ought to be happy about this. At least we have finally a good priest. <laughs> Although he lied, but he lied for a good reason, though. No, De Niro? Right. He was very good in that. And uh, Dustin Hoffman was like, uh, he was like one step away from Rain Man. Didn't you think? I thought that movie was, everybody was good in it. It was great. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about 662 votes. We got a chance at a thousand today, oh! even without George being here. Oh! Why won't he be upset to be to miss this? You know? You think he'll be upset? Nope. Let's see. I never turn the show off. 353, 53.3 percent loyal. They're glued in, man. They got those magic uh, white mics with a glued into that uh, with a crystal set to 560. We love you, people. Thank God. And, boy, we need that loyal audience. Man, now that we're up against the radio, forget about that uh, waxy crap. We're up against the radio caracol now, against the Colombians, against the um, Medellin cart- uh, cartel. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, we're up against all them drug dealers, man. How the hell do you beat them? I guess if you can't beat them, join them. That's, that's probably where George is today. That's Don't give me the son of yeah, He's sick. He's sick, my ass. He's out there probably uh, making drug deals with the uh, Medellin cartel. He's probably make, uh, making a jump over to radio caracol. Wouldn't you think that'd be right up his alley? She's using that Rodriguez name. I turned it off when Neil or George talk about horse racing, 76. I wish George had stopped doing that. 76. Hockey, 74. When is he ever going to stop? The Panthers, the Panthers. Oh, that Ole Jokin and man, he's really uh, uh, your mama. And those are really the only two. They just cannot handle it. Politics, only 28. Religion, 28. Music, 25. Of course, my taste in music is so bad. Movies, 23, and my taste in movies is even worse than my taste in music. Fag stuff, that's where I got the good taste, 23. I know that. I know that whole deal inside and out. Radio stuff, 18. Now we're getting into my area of expertise. Now that I know Radio Caracol, I think I got all the floor mats down to a science, including that new, what is it, H, uh, HR, uh, what is it? The one that stinks so bad. Oh, the new, uh, yeah, the that's new the one. I, I don't know the call. Right. Word. 
Food and restaurants only eight. Sex seven and gambling solamente dos only two. Yeah, we got to cure Hank of that. But how'd you like when Hank said that's my business gambling? Can you can you believe that? <laughs> it's true. No, it is not true. His, his business is going on here and giving odds and making up stuff. That doesn't mean that's his business. Yeah, but do you know there are multiple, multiple faxes a day that show up for him that just show every game that's going to be played that day? Yeah. He probably bets them all. Oh, God, no wonder he sounds under such pressure. Under such this duress. is Neil This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Do you know anything about chocolate? From the controversial mayor of New Orleans comes a brand new chocolate treat. This will be chocolate. Racist peanut butter cups. How do you make chocolate? It's a delicious brand of dark chocolate. You take dark chocolate? Surrounding a super dome of peanut butter. And because it's Ray Megan's racist peanut butter cups, all the peanut butter has been moved out and replaced with chocolate. That's the chocolate I'm talking about. Just the way God intended. It's the way God wants it to be. And be sure to try the delicious new chocolate drink, Megan's Quick. You mix it with white milk, and it becomes a, a delicious drink. And for chocolate, and nothing but chocolate, try racist pieces. You can't have chocolate no other way. It's 1101 at 5. I can't stand the way he says chocolate. Do you notice that? Any other way. Uh, well, that's uh, there's another chocolate is the way most like normal people say. But he says chocolate. Oh, geez, he just makes me. He's just an idiot, is what he is. Me or a nogginhead. Answering a prayer. Speaking of Colombia, and by the way, anybody caught listening to a radio caracol will be deported to uh, Colombia immediately, if not sooner. That's what I'm hearing. That's the rumor I just started. Chad Dunham worked two years with the U.S. Embassy in Bogota, Colombia, yet he attended worship each week in South Florida. The link. A streaming video or online broadcast of Fort Lauderdale's Christ Church United Methodist on his computer. He and Gloria Nancy, his Colum what kind of a name is that? His Colombian-born wife often gathered to watch along with as many as ten family members. The tiny home congregation is a powerful example of how church groups are using technology to bring people together, even across time and continents. Church was the pillar of my Sunday family life while I was growing up," said Number Thirty One, an Army Reserve Captain in military intelligence who returned home to Coconut Creek this month. The web streaming gave me something I couldn't get elsewhere, a little slice of the U.S., and sometimes it was the only spiritual fulfillment I would get all week. Oh, God, isn't that great? Don't we all need a little spiritual fulfillment? Oh, yeah. Or some kind of fulfillment. While the revolution began about a decade ago, churches have gone far beyond the groundbreaking religious websites and uh, whatever this is, I don't know what this word is, of the 1990s. The new currency is online message board, web logs, fiber optic transmission, even tiny iPod music players. We've got tools that we never had before, said Greg Darby, president of the Christian Interactive Network in Pompano Beach. And the reach is worldwide. Fantastic for brainwashing. Man. Sure as hell beats, like they said in network, sure beats out handing uh, pamphlets on street corners. Remember that scene? Yes. Yeah. When she said, my name is uh, whatever the hell it was, a badass commie. Oh, can't say that. What that was her name? Lorraine Hobbs. Remember that? I do. My name is Lorraine Hobbs. I'm a badass commie. How far in response Darby checks a server carrying the signal of South Florida Christian radio station, WMCU. At this moment, we have 115 people listening to the streaming right now from North Carolina, Texas, California, England, Spain, and Germany. 115. Man, that's impressive, isn't it? Praise Christ. 
in Palm Beach County, don't you, you better watch yourself, man. Start with that sacrilegious crap. God is going to smite your ass. In Palm Beach County, Sight and Sound Floor, each Sunday among Christ, uh, Christ Fellowship in Palm Beach Gardens and at two satellite campuses, and it goes on. So now we got the uh, Internet is also religious, a bunch of crap. Everywhere you turn, same old Getschkes. Five six seven oh five sixty. I noticed the Humper was having one bitch of a time getting calls this morning, so I guess this uh, isn't going to be that kind of a day, you know what? Maybe it's uh, Blue Monday. Five six seven oh five sixty. Tom 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. Both today and tomorrow, and then we got Curtis and we got Gildy. Mix and match. It's like a mishmash. WQAM, hello. Neil God. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I, I obviously listen every day, and I'm just going to suggest that you put this one on the poll because I'm sure there's people out there. It's pretty good for the poll, even though I may not vote for it, but uh, Mo Howard David. He's not, but he's not here no more. Well, but you still do the bits and things like that, so. Okay, I mean, I'm just, put them on there. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, personally, I listen to it anyway. I think it's hilarious, but I know people calling all the time bitching about it, so. Oh, yeah, the ones that call in bitching about it, they're the ones can't wait for the next bit. we got a bad echo on this call. 5670560, let's put that on there. Mo Howard David did it. All right. Okay. Although it's uh, you know a little a little bit late, the horse is already out of the barn, the horse's ass, and especially after two months in a row of a 1.1 share, that was really a phenomenal way to go out. By the way, I'll be at Pompano Park tonight at uh, seven o'clock. Yeah. WQAM. Hello. Patriots rule. Come on and uh, get your free autographs tonight. Bring some of those stupid autograph cards, the, especially the IOD ones. Those are my favorites. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yeah, I, a few weeks ago I was listening to you and you made a joke about this Johnny Mathis and I tried to call you then but I couldn't get in. But about the African Queen? Well, actually, there's two things about him that I think you don't know. Number one, he's not African American. Yeah, well, mean, what do I care? I mean, he's some kind of a racial thing you want to make out of this? No, no, he's Indian. Is all I wanted to tell you. Johnny Mattress is Indian. He's. A, you can look him up on the internet. Get out of here. And, and the second thing is Indian, my ass. No, I'll bet you. And then number two, that he was well known before he was a singer for something you would never guess, which is that he was on the championship basketball team with Bill Russell at the University of San Francisco for two years. When oh uh, my god! Wow. This is you look it up on the internet. I'm not. I'm not making it up. Huh. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. I'm going to look it up right now. You piqued my interest. Johnny Mattress is an Indian? Well, maybe he's the Indian Queen. Oh, well, I don't think we know of any movie named the Indian Queen. We do know the African Queen. I don't think that guy gets it. But at any rate, Johnny Mattress. Let's uh, Google it. Let's see. What? All right. Chances are... Oh, belt it out, Johnny. Come on. You can do it. Let's see. JohnnyMattress.com. The African Queen, huh? <laughs> Celebrating 50 years since Johnny's first recording. Oh, skip the intro, please. Don't you hate these artsy fartsy websites? Oh, welcome to my website. I hope you enjoy it here. There's Johnny right there, and what's that he's squeezing in his hands? Uh, let's see. Bio. Here we go. Let's get to the bio. Mio Mio. I'm clicking it. Boy, this thing is awful slow. Here we go. The fourth of seven children, John Royce Mathis, was born September 20th, 1935. God, is he old. He's 70 years old, for Christ's sakes, almost. Uh, in Gilmer, Texas, to Clem and Mildred Mathis. Well, that's two things he and I have in common. We both had a mother named Mildred. And as a small boy, the family moved to Post Street in San Francisco. It was there that he learned an appreciation of music from his father, who taught him his first song, My Blue Heaven. 
At age eight, his father purchased an old upright piano for 25 bucks. When he brought it home, it wouldn't fit through the front door. So that evening, Johnny stayed up all night to watch his father dismantle the piano, get it into the small living room of their basement apartment, and then reassemble it. Just like this studio here that I'm sitting in right now. You know they had to do that? Really? Yeah. Julio built a studio down here in Miami, and then they disassembled it, and they shipped it up here in parts, and the engineers here, plus Julio came up himself, along with Bob Vermouth, and they put it back together again. Unlike the uh, egg, the, the Humpty Dumpty egg that Greg Reed broke into a million pieces that they can't put back together again. Good luck on that one, by the way. I was just on that Johnny Mathis site myself, by the way, but I had to back out because of the music that's playing. Oh, I'm not listening to the audio. Uh, Clem Mathis, who worked briefly as a musician in Texas playing the piano and singing on the stage, would continue to teach his son many songs and routines. Oh, he taught him some routines. Johnny had proven to be the most eager of the children to learn about music. It goes on. He was 13 when Clem took him to see... Connie Cox, a Bay Area voice teacher, who agreed to take on the youngster in exchange for doing odd jobs around her house. I bet she's probably pretty good doing odd jobs. Johnny studied with Connie for six years, learning vocal scales and exercises, voice production, classical operatic skills, and uh, he was a star athlete at George Washington High School. On the track and field team as a high jumper and hurdler and played on the basketball team. All right. In 54, he enrolled at San Francisco State College with the intention of being an English and phys ed teacher. Oh, watch out for those fit-ed teachers. Look out. They like to make you take showers naked, you know? Which probably is a good idea. Uh, I think when you have that kind of a phys-ed teacher, it's a good idea to take showers with your clothes on. While there, Johnny set a high jump record of six foot five and a half inches. This is still on the college's top 15 list. Just as he was when he was in high school, Johnny's name was frequently mentioned in the sports sections of the Northern California newspapers. He was referred to as the best all-around athlete to come out of the San Francisco Bay Area. And it goes on and on. But they don't say nothing about being injured. Huh? I mean, not that it really makes any difference, but the guy was right. The guy was right. He's a, he was a, a basketballer. Although this doesn't say anything about his being on. Oh, yeah, he was on the uh, 56 Olympic, uh, whatever. So there you go. Everything you want to know about Johnny Mathis, and quite frankly, we don't want to know nothing, the African queen. But that sure killed some good time. Thank you very much, Pally. That was a fantastic call. Now, let's see. For the poll today, I turn it off when Neil talks about Johnny Mathis. WQAM, hello. Hey, you all like to chime in. WQAM, hello. Hear me. WQ, WQAM, hello, not there. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. That was a good trifecta there. We had a good run. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yep. How are you today? Good. How are you today, sir? Um, fine. I have a question for you. Is it about Radio Caracol? Yes. Uh, do you shave your private areas? No. Yeah. Your mama. I think your mama does. Oh, and speaking of that, oh, my God. Of your mama? There was a uh, clip on the news. Well, I forget what show it was on yesterday. It was on Certainly Not News Network. And they had this uh, one of these uh, meetings in New Orleans with all the disgruntled homeless people who are either out of their homes or they can't find their relatives. And there was a very large, dark-complected lady, chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. And she was foaming at the mouth. They can't find her uh, mother or whoever the hell it is. And uh, they aren't paying any attention. And she she had a mustache that... (laughs) Did you see that clip? I did not, but I watched it. She had a full mustache. Big fat lady with a mustache. If I put it on CNN, will I see that? And then Mary Landro came over and she sat down. Oh, we're going to make some calls because this is politically very bad for me and yada, yada, yada. I'm serious. You wouldn't have believed it. And I'm not exaggerating. This lady had a big mustache. 
I'm trying to think of somebody famous who's got a mustache. Name me somebody. Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights. Okay. Well, kind of like that. Just like that. That is, that's pretty funny. I mean, I, you know, we see, you've seen people with facial hair and like, yeah, you know, women with the, <laughs> but this wasn't just like that. Yeah, usually this the women full may, might have a mustache. Tatter. That's, that's struggling. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't she shave that baby? And a mustache, know. too. Well, why not? Maybe she likes it. I guess. And she was a big lady, man. I thought she was going to, like, knock somebody into the uh, next uh, in the, uh, solar system. Good God. She was just wild, and rightfully so, by the way. I mean, the fact that she's got a mustache doesn't mean that we shouldn't find her loved ones, etc., or we should be less sympathetic, but man, how about a little bit of hygiene, you know? How about, like, shaving it? Or maybe there's some reason for it, you think? Oh, sure. Maybe because she's been out, maybe because of the hurricane, maybe she hasn't been at home uh, in quite a while now, and she can't uh, get her shaving equipment together. Good point, good point. Isn't that a good point? Yeah. Although it does strike me a little bit bizarre that, I, I mean... Do you know any women that shave their, like, upper lip? I, uh, oh, wait a minute. I'll pass on that. If, if they don't, do, don't, they don't, don't go me. there. Don't go there. <laughs> Five minutes after 11 at 560 WQM. If you're in a dead-end job, if you're underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is a high-paying career, you better act right now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for a great new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's right. Get you a new high-paying career in just a few short months. What's not to like? The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. And Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone right now and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train's placed over 100 people like you in 2005. So check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com. But do it now because classes are filling up really fast. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Get out of your dead-end job. Say goodbye to your dead-end boss and that crappy paycheck. And get yourself a real career with some real training from Fast Train. Call them today, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This year, make that New Year's resolution a reality. Get a life. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. I've got two sets of lips. What did Jen say when she heard the news about Miss Jolie? Was she upset, sad, and crying? Did she act like a banshee? Did she swear? Does she care that Brad put their baby there? Did she get the heebie-jeebie? Did she call her best friend Phoebe? Is she mad at the Brad for becoming a new dad? Or secretly is she glad that he's gone? Now that Ben loses out, it's time to scream and shout that she's happy. Now that she has been spun, will she bow here and now that she'll get even somehow? Will she finally say Angelina is a man-stealing cow? Will Jen sing about their brains sitting down with Larry King? Will she say that Brad was stinky and a tiny little winky? Like said Blair for Jennifer, cause how happy they both were. Until that home-wrecking witch changed the plan. Life was a fairy tale, now her house is for sale. She's got a twitch from the switch. They threw her marriage in a ditch. Life's a bitch, cause that twitch took her man. Oh, Johnny Mathis, by the way, is the first recording artist ever. Now, this is something you might be very interested in. You might make a million dollars on Jeopardy someday with us. Okay. The first artist to ever have an album called 
so-and-so's greatest hits. And in his case, Johnny's Greatest Hits, because it wasn't going to be like Patty's Greatest Hits. Johnny's Greatest Hits, 1958, was the first one. That's shocking. Well, I'll take that to the bank. I mean, I mean, there are other people before him that could have had Greatest Hits, but they just didn't get around to it. So don't be picking on poor Johnny Mattress, okay? You fair. What's wrong with you? 752 votes on the pool. Well, Howard David has got three, but it's uh, kind of like anticlimactic. Oh, by the way, Neil, i got a great movie for your pool. <laughs> Fine. Doesn't it just, I don't know. I guess you reach a certain point where nothing shocks you anymore. It's I mean, just amazing to me how, how shallow the people of South Florida are. You, you just, I, I feel for you. I feel so bad because I spent how many years there? About 30, man. Oh, my God, how did I survive it? Jesus. Just, it, it's as shallow as a, uh, uh, a grave. Shallow as the grave in Deliverance. Remember they had to dig the grave for that uh, mugwump guy from Aintree? Yeah. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. Got Kim Bocamper at two this afternoon in the revolving slot. You ever see a revolving slot? WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Good, good. No, the thing was, you know, she gets mad because she thinks I'm fooling around with a seventeen year old and I'm forty one for Christ's sake. I don't Yeah, okay, good. Uh, line nine, that's gonna be the whisper. WQAM whispering line, hello. Eddie. Five six seven. That's not the whisper. It's a uh, bad fake Eddie, and that's it. See now I can commiserate with the humper because he was just dying for calls this morning. I thought to myself, you know, this is not going to be. I think I'll go back to bed. And then I found out after sitting around here till nine o'clock. Oh, uh, George is out sick today, and but a beep, but a boop, but a And Clarence wants to come in and nudge you again. See, I got nudged all my life. All my life, I had a mother that nudged nah, 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 all my life. And then she finally, uh, you know, went to that uh, nudging place in the sky about a year and a half ago. And I thought, well, now there's nobody to nudge me anymore. But I guess Clarence wants to be uh, your mama or my mama. Wants to fill the gap. Nag. What a nag. A pest. Just go away, Clarence, okay? Just go away. Just relax. Just make sure my paycheck hits around Wednesday. And other than that, have a fine day. WQAM, Hello. 2 a.m. Yes, uh, for Neil? Yes, sir. This Neil? Sounds like me, yeah. How are you, sir? I got a I'm great good. idea for you. Yeah. You know all these jackasses that call you and waste your time and you want to hang up on them? When you hang up, the phone should automatically put out a high-pitched beef and deafened bastard. Mm-hmm. You mean like this? <laughs> like that? I wonder if it worked. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular wireless line. Man, this is this is doomsday. January twenty third. I how did I uh, know? I guess they're upset because the Dolphins didn't win that playoff game yesterday. <laughs> what a joke! Oh, you're wrong, Neil. They won their last six in a row this season. They're going to be a contender next year. They're going to be a a force. It's the Saban era now. Yeah. Okay. WQAM. Hello. Where's the, where's like that fixed game they won against the Patriots. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah, uh, just an uh, update from Gulfstream Park. I was out there this weekend. Yeah. And the facility... Well, let me say this. On the poll, it says here, what's the, what do you turn off most when Neil talks about horse racing is leading, so we better not do that. <laughs> update from... I guess this guy, he's probably calling from Radio Corazon or whatever it is. Uh, Sounded that way. Huh? Yeah. He's calling from Radio Caracol trying to siphon off our audience. Oh, yeah, what is it we can talk about that will make sure the whole audience goes diving for the Nile and turns it off immediately, if not sooner? Horse racing, Gulfstream, your mama. Don't care, not interested. Especially the flats, man. That's How can anybody watch that? 
You sit there and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and you wait. You read the racing form and you eat a hot dog and the horses come out. First of all, when a post parade in thoroughbred racing, they look like China dolls. Like if somebody breathes on them too hard, they're going to fall down and fall into a million pieces, you know. And then they run like uh, most races are like six furlongs, like a minute and ten seconds. And then, uh, then you sit there for another half an hour. Oh, brother. Not, not my cup of tea. WQAM, hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew he had one more in him. <laughs> I knew there was one more. Oh. That was Greg Reed, by the way. That was Greg Reed doing the work. If Hank is right about that, if he's... If they, if he suckered them into signing him on for ten or eleven years on the payroll to be their consultant, well, no, that isn't. I think that's his contract. What? I think he has like ten years left or something on his contract. You call that a consultant? Get out of here! They said his his contract as manager was up at the end of the last year. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Um, no. Okay. You're pretty sure what? That was Caroline Beasley said that, and she sure as hell wouldn't lie. <laughs> you know, nobody in this company would lie to anybody. But regardless, I mean, whatever it was, uh, that's unbelievable. So he just comes around, he's going to try to get them to screw it up as bad as he did? You've got to be kidding me. It's just amazing to me. It would be like Ray Nagin giving uh, instructions on race relations. WQIM, hello. I like you. Do you like me? No. WQIM, hello. Wow, this is good. QIM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yovan is back. Yovan is back. WQAM, hello. WQAM, happy Monday. Yes. Yes, sir. You're on your show? Yes, speaking. Hi, uh, had uh, something for your poll? Okay. Uh, my vote would be for progressive or new wave rock or whatever that noise was that uh, George was playing. Okay. Especially when they uh, were, were talking over the noise. That was, that was especially uh, bad radio. Okay, thanks. Uh, especially bad radio. Well, I think we got music on there. Doesn't everybody count? Yes. Because that's his music as opposed to my music, which his music makes my music sound fantastic because his taste in music is pathetic. Although you wouldn't agree with that. Well, what do you know about it? I know enough. Yeah. You know, you know nothing? Is that what you said? Enough. Five six seven oh five sixty. Let me ask you something. What name me a great artist from the eighties or nineties that's going to like uh, some great music that's going to live for like a hundred years? Um, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Nineties till now. That's like that covers uh, sixteen years. From the nineties, uh, right? Nineties. Uh, this decade now. Okay. Is the uh, okay. A band that'll be popular for a long time. Metallica. Metallica will be, you know, they, they actually got started in the 80s, but... Yeah, I was just going to say. They'll be around, you know, for a long time. From the 90s and now. Incubus. <laughs> no? Well, Come on, let me ask you a question. If I say anything, what, is, there, is there not going to be a chuckle? No, and whether I chuckle or not doesn't make it wrong. That's just my opinion, and you know what bad taste I got in music. My taste is in my tush. By the way, did he ever give you that movie, which I don't know if whether you liked it or not, about the uh, the Motown movie? No, he did not. Well, why not? I, by the way, I, I don't know where you would get off. I, I like music. I don't have a problem with Motown whatsoever. Why are you so defensive about it? 
No, but I don't know if you like it enough that you'd watch a whole movie about it, but Standing in the Shadows of Motown, I think you might enjoy it. It's, it's great. I'm sure it's educational. And... Well, no, not not, a quite, not educational. I mean, you do learn something about the uh, these guys that nobody ever knew about before, The uh, you know. But uh, the fact of the matter is it's just a, it's a fun movie. It's great if you like Motown. If you like Motown. So I guess he'll give you the movie, you'll watch it, and then you'll say, ah, it was a little bit too much Motown. Well, I'm not watching a damn thing until you watch City of God. No. I, mean, I feel like, no. you know. No. I'm not, I'm not going to watch me here, watch this, watch this, watch this. I wind up watching all these movies. And? and How many get... bad ones so far? How What's many that? bad movies did you see so far other than the network that you fell asleep in? Um, I guess that's about it. Yeah. 27 after 11 at 560 QM. When you're shopping for shoes, comfort, fit, and value are the three ingredients that anybody with a half a brain is looking for, and that's why people who are smart take their feet over to Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. Brandy's carries a humongous, a gigantic, unbeatable selection of all the top brands. They got Rockport, they got Floorsheim, Echo, New Balance, Mephisto, SAS. You like it, they got it. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters make sure you have a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe every time. Just ask for Arnie at Brandy's. so make sure you get the perfect fit at the right price. They even specialize in wide widths as well. Brandy's is worth the trip from just about any place in town, so don't forget for that unbeatable combination for your feet. Comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Open Monday through Saturday till 9 and every Sunday till 5. And every week there's another great value with Brandy Shoes. This week, Sperry Topsiders in both men's and women's styles. You'll save 10 to 20 bucks extra up here. Only this week and only at Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Dan Rabbit, former CBS Evening News anchorman, and now a punchline. My former network's inability to find a suitable replacement for me demonstrates my true genius and complete and total domination as an Amier talking head. But let us speak about some of the names who have been mentioned to replace me. First, Bob Schieffer. Nice enough man, but please... He's got less hair than Madonna's armpits. And everyone knows you can't conduct the train if you use Rogaine. Another name that has been bandied about is John Roberts, who currently anchors the Sunday CBS Evening News. There's a reason he's been on Sundays for so long. Plus, he's Canadian. And everyone knows when the camera light goes red, it can't be a hosehead. Then there's Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. He was the guy who helped me make up the story about President Bush, I think. Plus, he's skinnier than Kelly Ripper. And everyone knows you have to have a meaty can if you want to be the man. And let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime. The frontrunner to succeed me seems to be current Today Show co-anchor Katie Couric. When I first heard her name in the same sentence as mine, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. This person thinks real news is announcing the individual weight of each of J-Lo's butt cheeks. Plus, her head's too small, her eyes are too close together, and she reeks of Gina Tay. When charged with the awesome task of replacing an icon, it's important to remember, you can't. You can only hope to find someone who isn't bald, Canadian, skinny, or so completely self-centered she thinks her name should be part of the Pledge of Allegiance. For now, this is Dan Rather signing off and reminding you, a whistle is to blow, a gong is to bang, and Katie Couric has about as much to offer the world as a frog with pins in its extremities laying on a high school lab table. This is Dan Rather. 1134, 26 till noon at 560 WQAM.
I'm working on tomorrow's poll already. Really? Yeah. We've got 800 votes on this one, so we'll have over 1,000 before you can say Jiminy Cricket. Sure. And speaking of Radio, uh, oh, and uh, they did beat, uh, Miguel pointed out, Radio Caracol in men. In our target demo, they beat us in the morning and in the afternoon, this last, in this bizarre book. But nevertheless, they're kicking ass, man. A lot of Colombians. WKY, Oklahoma's first radio station, switched to Spanish language programming today. Oklahoma. What? What's the Spanish population? I, I'm going to look that up. Of what? Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Can't be a lot. 85 billion. The station dropped its news talk format and began simulcasting Spanish station KINB-FM, 105.3, also owned by Citadel Communications. We looked at our profile at KINB, La Indomable. La Indomable. It's indomitable. And at the growing population for Latinos in Oklahoma City, we realized the success we could reach between our Lion Domable listeners and our advertisers. Citadel Oklahoma City Operations Manager Chris Baker. Chris Baker? Oh, that can't be Chris Baker, the one from... Oh, my God. Oh, can't be, can it? Send an email on Monday. If that's that Chris Baker, I'm going to murder somebody before this day is over. Merging KI and B and WKY now gives us one of the biggest regional Mexican signals in the Southwest. Today we received calls from listeners in Ada, Enid, and Chickasha to name a few communities around the metro. Can I listen to Indomable? WKY, reportedly the first radio station west of the Mississippi River, had been a news talk station since it was acquired by Citadel from the Oklahoma Publishing Company in December 2002. Under Citadel ownership, WKY's local news talk was a distant second behind news talk leader KTOK AM 1000, which carries syndicated right-wing talk hosts like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and every other fascist on the air. And it goes on with the numbers they had this, but a beep, but a boop. Radio Caracol, by the way, didn't do nothing in Oklahoma City. WKY also has carried Oklahoma City Blazers and Red Hawks game broadcast, but planned to cut back on its sports program under the new format, Baker said. Blazers spokesman Josh Evans said the team expected WKY will carry the remainder of its games this season. How do you like that? So the oldest station, AM station, west of the Mississippi. Now, no spigoting glaze. How do you like that? Does that tell you what we're up against? Wow. We're talking about Radio Caracol. And can't buy a coal, a coal? That's why. Because nobody's speaking English no more in South Florida. You Wahulios out there, we surrender. We're waving a white flag. flag. We give up. Now, what do you got? You got the Hispanic population of Oklahoma? I'm looking right now. And? I t- uh, 20 billion. 7 trillion. And growing by leaps and bounds. Reproducing like bunny rabbits. You know, they're not really breaking it down at all. I well, why not? Fi- I can't find it. I don't know. You can't find the Hispanic population. And that's probably because your computer can't carry that many zeros on it. That's what it is. That's what the deal is. It can't carry a number that high. That is scary. WQAM, no speaking English. Hello. Are you talking to Josh Gay? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I want to give one for your poll. Yeah. Uh, is this Neil? Yes, it is. Uh, when George is on, i got to say... He's, he's great as a sidekick when he's on by himself. That's when the radio goes yeah, off. Yeah, but that's not the poll question. The, oh, it's not the poll question. The question is, turn the show off when Neil or George talk about some subject. Not, not, not just a chance to pick on George because he's sick from doing too many drugs. <laughs> Come on, Cal, lighten up a little bit. Cut him uh, some slack, man. The guy's probably crawling around puking his guts out. 
I have never known anybody in my life who is sick as often as he is. Just always, just on and on, and dizzy and uh, crawling around and puking up uh, gigantic phlegm balls and uh, all these, all of these. Uh, all of these things. I think it's that family of his, man. You know, Miguel was saying the kids. I think it's that whole home environment. Plus, of course, coming to work in that sick building there. I think that's going to add, like, many, not just psychologically, but from a health standpoint, add years to my life not having to come to that building every day. You know what I'm talking about. It's a sick building. Maybe if Joe Bell wants to do something for the hired hands there, which they probably don't want to do because everything is in limbo, are they moving the, uh, whatever to the other building, uh, that, that would be a nice thing. Have, like, an, a sanitary workplace as opposed to a sick building, which it definitely is in every respect. You know, every time I would come in there, like within 10 minutes, I'm, <coughs> I'm coughing and choking and puking. And you look at them, you can see the mung coming right out of the vents up there. Just look up there. There's mung. Oh, my God. There it is. Yeah, you can smell it. You can feel it. You can uh, touch it. And the mung, too. By the way, you ready for that population? Yes, of Oklahoma City or the whole uh, state? Oklahoma City. Yes? 506,000. Oh, my God. See, how do you like that? Incredible. Right. Like indomable, how do you say that? The indomitable one. I don't know what that means. I guess we do. Huh? I don't. You better start learning your Espanol, mister, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get left at the hitching post. Okay. You're going to let me get left in the behind because uh, that's where it's at now. The Julios are taking over America. Forget about just South Florida. I mean, I realize geographically it's right on the other side of Texas, so naturally a lot of these illegal aliens, I mean, wonderful folks come pouring across from Mexico. Like I said, illegal aliens, a half a million of them in Oklahoma City, taking everybody else's jobs, right? And taking over the radio estaciones. Well, I got news for you. When we got like, uh, Caracol beating QAM in the morning and the afternoon in men, that tells you something really stinks in the magic city. You know what I'm saying? Something really smells very bad when the Medellin cartel is taking over South Florida. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, I forgot to do that like 25 this years. This is 560 QA. Jump in the taxi cab. I said, driver, Central Park. He looked at me so quizzically, I could tell he was in the dark. So I acted out my park charade, and with my arms the trees I made. Nobody speaks English anymore. <laughs> I went down to Miami Beach where the weather is nice and sunny. I walked into a liquor store, but the guy there talks real funny. I asked him for a pint of Oh, Jim Beam, he says, Nantienda, what does that mean? <laughs> Nobody speaks English anymore. At the corner, Delhi. Hell, I think I'm in Pakistan. Speak English, Smelly. <laughs> or you can go back to Iran. <laughs> I came here many years ago. Learn my ABCs. I don't say muchas gracias. I say pretty please. So get yourself to a classroom quick. You're in America now. Stop making me sick. Nobody speaks English anymore. 11:45 at QM now. Somewhere along the line, uh, did you see the story that you just faxed to me? I did. That's why I faxed it. I was uh, I was way off. Uh, I gave you the well, to- the total population of Oklahoma City. I guess. Is it half a million? 
Correct. Five don't go there. Have you ever been there? No. You definitely don't want to go there. You're right. New figures from the U.S. Census Bureau. Thanks to whoever faxed this in, by the way, because this is muy importante. This was Miguel. We started talking about uh, Hispanics, and he came in with the story. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. If Miguel hears anything about uh, Julio's man, he comes racing in because that's all he knows from. He got on the case. Yeah. Even though he was born in Chicago and he's never been in Cuba in his life or anywhere, probably never been anywhere in Latin America. At least I've been in Caracas, baby. It's more than you can say. But uh, that's where his brain is. His brain is in Latin America. He's just a uh, Latin, Latino kind of guy. Anyway, Oklahoma's Hispanic population is the state's fastest-growing minority group. They're multiplying like uh, cockroaches. Population estimates for 2004 were released today show the state's Hispanic, and the Pope is very happy about it. The Hispanic population in Oklahoma grew another 5% from 2003 to 2004 to total more than 223,000. Asians were the second fastest growing ethnic group in Oklahoma with a 3% increase over the same period. Well, they sure know how to make a lot of babies, them Asians. Look at the Chinese, man. A billion? Whites, blacks, and American Indians all had growth rates of less than 1%. Following that, Hispanic population grew 5%. Whites, blacks, and American Indians all had growth rates of less than 1%. American Indians made Oklahoma's largest minority group at 8.1%. Blacks are next at 7.7%, followed by Hispanics at 4.7%. But the Hispanics are catching up like crazy. They're screwing their brains out. God. Well, they want to, like, uh, you know, have another baby for Christ. That's what the Pope says. He'll papa. They're going to take over. While those Getchkis keep showing up in Latin America, and they're coming down on hands and knees. they got their last, their last little baubles and bangles and beads, and they're like, uh, you know, giving them to the church. They haven't got enough money. They don't have two nickels to rub together, two pesos to rub together. Talk about brainwashed. I would say that Hispanics are probably the most, uh, I don't want to generalize, you know, the most brainwashed of any ethnic group on the face of the earth, and the Muslims. And... Uh, 831 votes. We're going to get to 1,000, so I guess it's safe for me to, like, introduce tomorrow's poll now. Yeah, it's safe. Coast well, no, because I need to put a whole bunch of additional... Well, now, what do you mean by that? In other words, you think these people need a little something to uh, sink their teeth into? Look, they're calling in polls from Friday. I mean, you know, throw them a bone. Yeah, okay. okay. The most incredible thing you've ever seen on TV. Hmm. Isn't that a good poll? We never did that before. Okay, yeah, it's new. Jack Ruby shoots Lee Harvey Oswald. Long before your time. Now, did you ever see the clip of that? I did. I did, yes. In the Dallas police station where they're getting ready to transfer Oswald. History to another... channel. And uh, Jack Ruby waltzes right in and bada-bing, bada-boom. And Oswald goes, hey, I think somebody just shot me. That look uh, on his, exp- his uh, puss. The Challenger blows up. Right? Yeah. yeah. Tragic. How many times did we see that? How many million times? About 30, 30 million times. The O.J. Simpson trial. The O.J. Bronco chase. Okay, now those are the first four I got. I'm sure there must be thousands. You got one that comes to mind immediately, the most incredible thing you ever saw on TV? Uh, let me think about it. Okay, think about it. Okay, time's up. <laughs> Five, six, seven. By the way, plenty of pictures of George W. Bush with Jack Abramoff. That's what Time Magazine says. All kinds of unpublished photos showing that there's more to this story than meets the eye, Okay. Oh, we don't know who that is, and the president don't got nothing to do with him or Kenny Boylay or any of these, or uh, Brownie Brown. We don't know any of those people. Well, what about uh, what about the the planes flying into the? Uh, the there you go. Level? That's your yeah. How do we want to put that? Uh, planes. Nine eleven attacks. Yeah, that's fine. That's uh, that kind of like covers it all. By the way, where is that plane that flew into the Pentagon? Where where like the pieces of it or like anything? Where's any trace of that plane? Oh, I'm sorry. 
5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. How can I Yes, sir. Hey, hold on a second. I got it cranked way up in the radio, too. Okay, I, crank it. I, I got one for your poll. Okay. I tune out when you talk about the poll. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Nice, nice knowing you. Do we want to put that on there? If you want me to. Okay. When Neil or George talk about the poll, okay, that's nice and short. It won't take too long. Even you can figure that out. Oh, that's P-O-L-L. The 9-11 attacks. I think that's that's going to win because you know, the, the timeline on it only goes back five years. Here it is five years later, by the way, or four and a half years anyway. We catch Osama yet? No. No, in fact, we're getting more and more videotapes every day. How about that Al Zawahiri? We got him yet? He's coming out with no. videos and audios and the DVDs and BVDs and all kinds of stuff. How about Al Zarqawi? We got that one? No. No. Al Goldstein we got. They took good care of him. WQAM, hello. Hey, what about when I wished everybody happy? WQAM, hello. WQAM, hola. Hello. Yes, sir. Please, Neil, I have one for your poll, sir. Which, now, which poll are we talking about? The one from two uh, weeks ago? Yeah, the new one, most incredible, right? Okay, what's that? Uh, that's the 2000 election turnaround. You know, that when they announced from the beginning the gold one, and then... 2000 election count. Okay, excellent. All right, good. They sure had some egg on air push, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't realize the fix was in. And then, of course, it was, uh, you know, one of Bush's, uh, what was his nephew, whoever the hell it was, on Fox. Said, oh, well, guess what? Fox News declares that Bush won Florida. He's your new president. Right. See, this is how apathetic Americans are. They've had two elections stolen in broad daylight. And uh, what time's American Idol on? Come on, give me the ball, give me the ball. Oh, God. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the spots. You know, Donovan McNabb's mother, the Campbell soup spots. <laughs> You're uncomfortable about him? Yes. Meaning? Meaning that I, I, I don't, I, there's an ugly stereotype there. Now, she's not as bad as Reggie White's mama. <coughs> I'll uh, agree with you on that. On what? On what? Are you all right, sir? Jesus. Yeah, I'm just gagging. Woo. Got like a hair in my throat. Don't get the personal now. <coughs> no, you know what I'm saying? <coughs> see, God's punishing me now. Yeah, see what happens? You Must be the air in here. You ripped Donovan's uh, mama there, you know. Look what happened to Rush. You're going to get chunks in the throat. Jeez. You might have to finish the show. No, anyway. Wow. What was I saying? You were ripping No, I, I think she, I, I, you know, every, every time television portrays any kind of minority, it's always that stereotype. You know, she comes across like Aunt Mama on her. You don't think so a little bit? No, she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I That's think it's uh, racially insensitive. <clears throat> it's not as insensitive as putting Shannon Sharp on. There, there's nothing worse than that. WQAM, hello. Clearly, most, the most important thing was... WQAM, hello. QAM. Of course. Back at you. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got something for you, uh, Paul, for the most incredible thing. Yes. Uh, remember in California, those guys with the machine guns that were shooting at the cops? Yeah. That one? And the guy with the with well, the well, around which, his which one? Which one? We had the Patty Hearst one, the uh, SLA. No, the one that happened just a few years ago. The guys were in Kevlar armor, and they were just shooting up everything in, in California, and with machine guns and everything. Okay. And the guy with a bomb around his neck, the pizza delivery guy, they put the bomb around his neck. That other one. Pizza delivery guy. Now was that? Well, that was the one that uh, Lionel Tate stole the pizza. Or was that the one that most stole the pizza? Oh, what about the? Uh, let's see. 
the Janet Reno. Uh, uh, how about Alien? The Alien rescue oh. when they came in and schlepped him out of the house. Remember that? Yeah. And then there was the one in uh, where the hell was it? Not Oklahoma City. The Oklahoma City uh, bombing. Right. Which we didn't see alive. Uh, they could have previewed and got an AD share. Oklahoma City bombing. And what about the uh, the cult in Texas? What the hell was it, uh, Janet Reno, where they did the... Uh, we, we, I was on IOD then, and we watched it right on the air when they, like, uh, burned that thing up. Don't you remember that? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. No, you don't. Boy, I'm telling you, what you know about the world is uh, confined to strictly uh, the confines of your bedroom. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. WQAM, hello. Howard Waco. David doesn't resign. Waco. The Waco, um, uh, how do we want to say that? Waco Colt? I don't know. No, you don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm Colton Waco and he wouldn't come out David Koresh? Yeah. What is wrong with you, man? I got you. You need to get out of the house once in a while. What the you hell need to get is out of the bedroom, out of that sack with your damn uh, Natasha, your Russian uh, communist spy girlfriend. Jesus. <laughs> but the wackos in Waco. I said that. I said the Waco okay. cult. Is that okay? No, not the Waco cult. When they uh, when they burned the place, when they like threw the uh, they firebombed it. I'll just with put a bomba and they all David Koresh. Up inside. Okay. I beg your pardon. They'll get it. David Koresh. WQAM. Hello. Hello. God. All right for the TV poll. I think yep. Janet, Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl was a big thing for many people. It was big. <laughs> well, not that big. It sure, it sure screwed us over big time. Okay, thank you. Janet Jackson, booby flap. There it was, live on TV. Boobies, breasts. Oh, God. Can America ever recover? No. No. Will we ever get our fart sounds back? No. Our freedoms back? No. No. Well, good excuse anyway. See, one good thing about the Nazis is they always find some good excuse. Well, we have to do it because of national security. We have to open your mail and tap your phone and uh, all these other things and come knocking on your door at 3 in the morning in the name of national security. It's the war on terror and the same thing, the war on uh, pornography and smut because we saw boobies on TV. The good news is there wasn't one indecency fine levied, uh, leveled, levied in all of 2005. How do you like that? Isn't that something? Wow. After all that big flap and all that big uh, grandstanding, there wasn't one fine. Oh, we're fine. By the FCC in 2005. How do you like that, huh? Bada beep, bada boop. We're gonna crack down. We're gonna do the yeah, right. Maybe some of the Ojan provocateurs out there were busy with other crap. This is Neil Rogers. Like violent video games. This is 560 QAM. This is Mohammed Dave. And this portion of the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour is brought to you by the letter 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Slices of pizza. All for me. Who sounds like a moron? It's time. Every time he speaks, it's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweets. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can, cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. Sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. 
there's the local stew, a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Egg and can. Yes, Rain, Egg and can. Rain, Egg and can, cause he wants to make a new or least taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one for this. Renegan can. Renegan can. You know I can. Ray Megan can cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. It just wouldn't be the same. 1202 at 560. Chocolate, baby. That's where it's at. It's chocolate. Not chocolate. Chocolate. Ever have any hot chocolate? All the time. Okay, what do we got in this? Uh, now, which poll is this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost. 875 votes. We're going to make it to 1,000 today, and we don't even know what the hell a poll is. I turn it... Now, first of all, this business about I turn it off. No, you don't. I mean, I realize you're answering it to try to, like, uh, respond to the poll, which is fine. That's unusual. But they don't turn it off. I turn it off when Neil or George talk about I never turn it off. 465, 53.1%. That's the honest part of our audience. Horse racing, 95. Well, when the hell do we talk about horse racing? Ever? You were just talking about thoroughbred something. About how boring it is. Right. Hockey 91. Hockey? Do we talk about hockey on this show? We love the Panthers. By the way, if the Leafs get pounded by Ottawa again, uh, Pat Quinn gets fired. But anyway, no hockey. 92. And they will, by the way. Religion 38. Politics 30. See, you see the big drop off there from horse racing and hockey? In other words, the rest of it, uh, forget about it. Religion, 38. Politics, 37. Movies, 31. Music, 29. Fag stuff, 29. No more of that faggery. Butch it up, sweetheart. Butch up. Radio stuff, 23. Like those ratings, like Friday. God, was that boring. Mo Howard David did it at 14. Thank God he's gone. But 14 people turn it off as soon as they hear the mention of his name. Maybe it makes them gag up a little bit. Food or restaurants, 10. Sex, 8. Gambling, 5. And the pool, the pool only 1 out of 891. Whatever it is. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think I'm getting whatever George has got. I think I'll be out ill for a few days. What do you think? <laughs> WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you? Great. Hey, for your TV poll, it was uh, back in the early '90s with Papa Bush when we saw on CNN in those uh, night vision goggles the bombing of Baghdad. You remember bombing that? Of, bombing of Baghdad. Um, the first one. Well, wait a minute. We got to put part one. And that was, uh, it was a special night. My friend and I, we were in our early 20s, and we started to uh, to hit the tequila bottle in reference to the war. But <laughs> Exactly. And then I also want to put a sh- shock and awe, uh, Iraq Part 2. Part, part 2. Right. Exactly. Well, don't start with the frog stuff. Oh, geez. <laughs> Adios. Oh, boy. That frog crap. Oh, and by the way, you're clo- oh, too bad George isn't there today. He'd probably clap his hands. Well, it's a good thing he's not there. Because speaking of hokey, which you just were moments ago, I was channel surfing on a hockey package a couple of nights ago, and the Columbus game was on, and it was the Ohio telecast. You know, it was the Fox News, uh, Fox Sports Columbus. Right. And uh, Rimmer wasn't doing the game. 
And it was a horrible guy. I guess the guy that works with him, the color guy, he was doing the play-by-play. And I thought, what the hell happened here? And then I find out a spy report that Rimmer got either, like, uh, the flu or uh, food poisoning. Right? He started doing a game and then, like, <laughs> like that. Kind of like you. No, a little bit more than me. I'm not puking. I just had, like, a momentary, like, a little uh, thing, you know, a little right. thing. Mm-hmm. But, no, he couldn't finish the game, so I hope he's okay. You're close personal friend of Rimman. Because if he's not, then he won't be able to buy George that lunch. As details poured out about the illegal and unseemly activities of Republican lobbyist Jack Abramoff, White House officials sought to portray the scandal as a Capitol Hill affair with little relevance to them. Peppered for days with questions about Abramoff's visits to the White House, Press Secretary Scott McClellan, a world champion liar, said the now-disgraced lobbyist had attended two huge holiday receptions and a few staff-level meetings that weren't worth describing further. The president doesn't know him, nor does the president recall ever meeting him, McClellan said. Just like Kenny Boylet. Who that? The president's memory may soon be unhappily refreshed. Time magazine has seen five photographs of Abramoff and the president that suggest a level of contact between them that Bush aides have downplayed. While Time source refused to provide the pictures for publication, they're likely to see the day of light eventually because celebrity tabloids are on the prowl for them. And that's been a fear of the Bush teams for the past several months, that a picture of the president with the admitted felon could become the iconic image of direct presidential involvement in a burgeoning corruption scandal, like the shots of Bill Clinton at the White House coffees for campaign contributors in the mid-90s. Or the shots of Bubba, of course, with Monica kissing on the lips. Remember that? Yeah. Kissing that fat pig on the lips. Remember? I do. The one we saw eight million times over when she had that, like, red beret on, you know, looking really fat and disgusting and gross. Ooh, Ooh she is gross. So isn't that the movie I'm supposed to see, The Big Lewinsky? That's it. Five six seven oh five sixty. So if you want to read that whole story there about Abramoff and Bush, it's on our website, along with all the other great stories that Josh works feverishly to get on there by noon or one or two o'clock every day. Fine. It's just a joke. Just relax. That's why I didn't you say are. anything. Okay, good. Just went with it. You just went with it, like Eric. You know, he's whoa. It took a long time. Eric finally realizes. That even though 95% of what we do say about him is true, but nevertheless, like like Barry Jackass, you know. What you say about me is true. I'm a little nevish and a jerk. But at least Barry knows what's going on with the radio biz, okay? He's got his head up uh, Joel Feinberg's ass, but nevertheless, at least he owns a radio, which is more than I can say for that silly old Jim Sarney. Sarney's batteries ran out on his radio about 30 years ago. How many? About 30, man. WQAM, hello. Yes, uh, for your new poll... Yes. I would like to nominate uh, Jimmy Cephalo hosting the Trump Card Game Show. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. That must have been one of Jimmy's uh, buddies. You fairy. Wow. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. It's, uh, like to yeah, it sure is. Uh, that voice gets deeper every day. Pretty soon it's going to be down to your toes at the voice, too. WQAM, hello. Moe the pizza. WQAM, hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Uncle Neil. Yes. Yeah, for a new poll, all about the um, Rodney King beating. Beat, Rodney King? King beating. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay thank you. Get a haircut, Rodney. Rodney King beating. We didn't see it live, but we sure saw, the, saw those tapes over and over again, didn't we? Rodney King beating. Well, there's going to be a lot. I told you there'd be a lot of them on this poll. Should I put L.A. riots, too? L.A. riots would be good. We've seen that on TV. Now, not all of these did we see live, although some of them, many of them we did, like the Challenger blowing up and like the Jack Ruby shoots Lee Harvey Oswald. Right there on live TV. WQAM, hello. Hello? 
Yes, sir. Hey, I have two for the uh, for the new Paul. Okay. Which is a good choice, by the way. Um, the Rodney King being beat by the uh, L.A. police officer. Okay, we just put that on, yes. And uh, the L.A. riots in general, like when they took the guy from the rig and they were stoning him and stuff. Okay, well, how could we have forgotten about that? Okay, thanks, Pally. And what about uh, the Jack Ruby shoots Oswald? <laughs> or well, how about that challenger? Look, the guy is calling. He probably had the radio turned down, and he didn't hear the other guy. Maybe the other guy was psychic, okay? The guy that just preceded him had those two. Just It must have been either a coincidence or they're working in tandem and tried to drive us crazy, okay? What about Gaslight? How come that wasn't on our list of the 85,000 best movies ever? Gaslight? Gaslight. Yeah. With Charles Boy and Ingrid Bergman. Now, you wouldn't like it. It's an old black and white movie, and he tries to drive his wife crazy and blah, 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 like that. Like George is always trying to do to me. WQAM, hello. Hello? That's why George is sick all the time. God is punishing him. Yes, sir. A moment like this. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing today? That must be the guy from Radio uh, Caracol. Yes, Who? sir. Hey, how about uh, Neil Armstrong walking on the moon? There you go. That was then. Was that shot in Arizona? Did they say? Well, I don't know. It could very well have been. And also the Columbia breaking up over Crawford, Texas. That was a good one. That wasn't that far ago either. Yes, okay, sir. thanks, Pally. Okay, let's see. Neil Armstrong walks on the moon on the Kaka Moon, and the Columbia breaks up over Texas. Now, where is the president from? Texas. You see the see the connection there? Yes. Uh huh. I'm not suggesting that he had anything to do with it, but nevertheless, anything bad that happens, he probably had his finger in it. Columbia breaks up over Texas. I remember that. Wasn't that on a Saturday morning? Sure. You don't remember? Well, no, the reason I remember is because I'm sitting there in the house and I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden they said, well, it's uh, not going to make it. I mean, just before that, they were showing us the live shots, you know, and there was the, wasn't the Japanese guy on there and also the Israeli guy and all these guys. And then all of a sudden they were like, uh, like they never existed no more. We got some bad news for you guys. There was like a little bit of a tile problem, and uh, oh, but a bit of a You guys are all going to die. Well, they didn't say that, but I think they knew it, didn't they? Yeah. They said they knew right after they fired that baby off that there was a problem with that uh, tile breaking loose there. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How about the original? Ay, 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 ay. It wasn't live, but it was definitely something overplayed. You know, I came here this morning at about 8.25, and, yeah. I, you know, and as each minute went by, I realized that George was probably out sick again because there was nobody there, and you were locked out of the room, and it just it, it just was going to be one of those days that I probably should have just rolled right back into the sack. No problem at all. I could have slept till noon easy. In fact, I, I, could, I could just be crawling out of the sack right now. Would have been a good idea. That would have been the right move. But unfortunately, like uh, so many other times in life, don't always make the right move. Twelve minutes past noon at QM. We got speaking of that. We got Kim Bocamper to this afternoon. Any interest? No. The Bowmeister. See, Hank wants him on there between two and four, and I, you know, I don't want to get involved in that. But it seems to me that when Hank has got his own issues to be dealing with, did you see the book on Friday? I did. Okay. The Humper's got his own issues to deal with in the morning. Don't be diddling with the other day parts, okay, Humper? Because you just you, you need your own situation to get straightened out. And uh, two to four, I think, uh, leave that to the programming experts that we have. <laughs> like, like, you know, Greg probably is getting his two cents in about that. And Clarence, who certainly is uh, 
got the expertise of a real seasoned radio journalist. But anyway, we got Bo for today and tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I can't wait. I may come in special tomorrow to listen to the interview with Bo and Jacques Martin at 3 tomorrow afternoon. That ought to be really special, don't you think? Mad Dog 4 to 7 this afternoon. Curtis at 7 to 10. Curtis, who ought to be doing 2 to 4, unless, of course, Mad Dog's going to do 2 to 6. And Eddie K. 10 to 2. See, there's a, that, that's just my opinion. I know, and I'm glad that you asked. Didn't you just ask me that? I did. Uh, those are the only two viable choices. Either Curtis is going to do 2 to 4, or if they can twist Mad Dog's arm enough and pay him enough money, he does the 2 to 6. And then Curtis can do like 6 to 8 or whatever. See what I'm saying? Or 6 to 10 when there's no ball game. I see what you're saying. I'm glad you asked. 12:14 at 5:60 WQAM. If you ask yourself about getting your uh, a great night's sleep every night, the answer is one easy call: 1-800 mattress. Like I've been doing for years. Nothing's got a bigger impact on your daily health, the way you feel, your well-being, your productivity, than a good night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight by calling Dial a Mattress at 1-800 mattress and replacing the worn-out, crappy, sagging, old, lumpy mattress. Time for a new one. Choose from the complete line of Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt, Tempur-Pedic, all the top names in the mattress business. And Dollar Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kettle to Stewart, from Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And you still get to pick the date and two-hour delivery window you want that mattress delivered when you're going to be home when it's convenient for you. And they're mighty proud of that delivery record, which shows them on time 99.7% of the time. Not perfect, but as close to it as humanly possible. That's why so many people, including yours, truly are satisfied Dollar Mattress customers. And I guarantee you, I'll bet you Maddie Bell's life on it, you will be too. So pick up that phone, start the new year off right with a great new mattress. And call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website and do your mattress shopping right there, mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Sensational Savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh! care about black people. Absolutely. Bats her eyes and purses her big lips. Miss Jolie wears her jeans below her hips. She's got a room full of sex toys and whips. That Angelina makes guys' pants fall off. Read about her in the Times or Post. There's no marriage safe from coast to coast. If she meets your man, your love life's toast. Angelina makes guys pants fall off. She'll start by kicking out her shoes. Let the wind blow up her skirt. It's an offer you just can't refuse. Cause she wants you for dessert. She wants towards you in her garters and thongs. What's the manhandle you like, King Kong? When you see her, you begin to frog. Angelina makes guys pants fall Everything in your divorce. But when you're with her, there's no 
the date on this? February 27th. Oh, I see. May 17, 1993. The letter from John Dingle, representative from Michigan. You've heard of John Dingle, who's going to marry Halle Berry. Dingleberry? Right. Anyway, this is a letter he wrote to the Wall Street Journal after the Waco shootout. He says, on February 27th, black uniformed men of the, men of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms wearing a coal scuttle helmet and carrying German, uh, part of this chopped off, pistols, attacked a Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas. Years earlier, in January 43. Fifty years earlier, black uniformed SS men wearing scuttle helmets and carrying German-made machine pistols attacked a Jewish compound in Warsaw, Poland. The BATF men were searching for illegal weapons, reportedly paid, uh, by a paid informant to be in the Branch Davidian compound. The SS men were searching for illegal weapons, reported by a paid informant to be in the Warsaw ghetto. Reports from Texas indicate that Branch Davidians kept to themselves and harmed no one outside their compound prior to the BATF assault. History tells us that Jews kept to themselves and harmed no one outside the Warsaw Ghetto prior to the SS assault. U.S. broadcast news media tells us that the Branch Davidians practice contemptible sexual rituals involving young children, so they're an evil religious cult. Nazi news media told the German populace that the Jews practiced contemptible sexual rituals involving children, so they were an evil religion. The BATF invited the U.S. news media to document the BATF assault to show the American public how dangerous the Branch Davidians are. The SS had propagandists document its, uh, its, uh, document its assault to show the German public how dangerous the Jews were. Four BATF men were killed and 16 wounded in the initial assault on the Branch Davidian compound. Eleven SS men were killed and an unrecorded number wounded in the initial assault on the Warsaw Ghetto. After the initial assault, the BATF men magnanimously arranged a truce so children could be evacuated from the Branch Davidian compound and they could attend uh, to their casualties. After their initial assault, the SS men magnanimously arranged a truce so children could be evacuated from the Warsaw Ghetto compound and they could attend to their casualties. The BATF called up military units with armored vehicles to finish off the Branch Davidian compound after encountering fierce resistance against the initial assault. Uh. The SS called up military units with armored vehicles to finish off the Warsaw Ghetto after encountering fierce resistance against the initial assault. Fifty years have passed, but little has changed, wrote a pissed-off John Dingle III. How do you like that? Guess what else I added to the poll for tomorrow? What's that? Katrina floods the Gulf Coast. Okay. No, you're not impressed by that? Yeah, yeah, I am. Doing a heck of a job, Brownie. How could you not uh, be impressed by that? You don't think that's one of the contenders, that since it happened just so fresh in her memory? Yeah, it's so recent. Right. And here's, uh, and it wasn't just New Orleans, I had to put that, but it was like uh, the whole Gulf Coast. But here are cities like totally underwater, and people's homes getting washed away, and you're not impressed by that? You heartless bastard, you? Girls walking around looking for their moms with mustache? Right, that's right. 
You can always tell which one is Mama because she's got the mustache. You, you may, maybe you think I'm exaggerating about that. How I, I gotta even, see it. I, I, how could even someone as twisted as me make up? It wasn't just like a little bit of facial hair. We've all seen women <laughs> with like a little facial hair. They, you know, they smear that neat on there. To get, uh, she wasn't smearing anything. She had like a mustache. Even Ernie Kovacs would have been embarrassed. I, I just can't believe it. Okay, let's see what we got on today's pool. Okay, let, let's let's take care of our uh, dead chickens today before we start worrying about killing the ones for tomorrow. Don't forget, by the way, kill all the birds. They got disease. And uh, don't uh, get near them either. 929 votes. I turned the show off when Neil or George talk about. I never turned off 496. God, do we love those people, huh? They're honest. They're loyal. They're maybe a little naive. They're bored. 53.3%. Horse racing, 96. And hockey, 95. They're nose to nose. Edge, uh, right, right on edge. Can you believe how close that battle is? Wow. Horse racing and hockey. Two no-nos on this, uh, on this show. Battle of the no-nos. I'm trying to find, like, horse racing. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Philadelphia Park. And they're off. <laughs> oh, oh that was good. Horses, hunters, pride. Good ah, don't do it. Okay. Uh, politics 40. You see the gigantic drop-off from the two contenders? There are two contenders. All the others are just pretenders. Politics 40, religion 39. Don't be knocking religion. You're making fun of our religious place. Yes. Now you got it. Maybe make you think a little bit about how stupid it is all the time and energy and money you're wasting. Quit with a baloney, okay? Innocent people are dying. And you're worrying about uh, Jesus and God and who's got the best uh, headgear. Movies 31, music 29, fag stuff 29. Fag stuff like, yeah, like that. As soon as they hear that word, they die for that dial. Radio stuff, 25. You know, like inside. See, now, do you really believe that? They left, that's the thing they love the most. They do. In fact, let's do that poll on uh, whatever day it's going to be, Wednesday. Let's get two days ahead on the poll. What? The things that they're most uh, interested in. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I won't word it that way, but you know what I mean. I mean, like inside the building stuff, they, they love it. They do like that. Especially when they hear that Greg is on the payroll for like 11 more years that he's sucking money out of the Beasley's after all the un unbelievable stuff that he's... I might just document all those things when we come back after the break. And especially... Well, I wouldn't say that was even the worst one. I mean, right after the Janet Jackson thing when the FCC starts clamping down and he puts Pharrell on the air to say... All these... Uh, oh, my... I couldn't believe it. Nice timing, Greg. And then if that wasn't bad enough, then we'd be a stern debacle. Anyway, Mo Howard David at 18. They hear that name and they immediately like uh, die for the off dab. I think that's just a uh, force of habit. Food and restaurants, 11. Sex, 9. The pool, 6. And gambling, only 5. They like gambling. This is a gambling crowd. By the way, I'll see you at Pompano Park at uh, noon today for the uh, poker room. I'll be there about a half an hour ago. The Emerald Coast continues to be Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet as rated by Zagat Restaurant Review. And now, every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster Surf Thermidor style. And every night at the Emerald Coast is Crab Fest with Alaskan snow crab legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. The menu still includes fresh oysters on a half shell and a sushi bar with over 30, count them, about 30, man, different items. The Emerald Coast also serves juicy, succulent New York sticks cooked just the way you like them and hand-carved prime rib, too. And on the weekends, for dessert, leave room for the Emerald Coast 
famous 40-inch chocolate fountain. You can hand dip your own strawberries, marshmallows. You can stick all kinds of decadent treats in there, and they won't say a word. And don't forget, the Emerald Coast promotes healthy living, cooking all their fine cuisine with only the best ingredients, cholesterol-free canola oil, no MSG, no cornstarch, no crap, no headaches when you walk out of the Emerald Coast, just a big, fat, satisfied puppet and a smile on your puss. Book your reservations at one of Emerald Coast's three locations. You'll find them in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. For the Emerald Coast, 954 954- 572-3822. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Don't want to see American Idol. The new season is boring and so dumb. one. we got both for uh, whoever's supposed to be on between 2 and 4, 2 and 4 at the 2 o'clock. Anyway, I looked on the, I did a little Google on here. Yeah. Great TV moments. And there's, uh, well, the first thing that popped up, the 100 greatest TV moments. Now, a lot of these are like uh, <clears throat> silly-ass stuff, like Oprah goes national. Oh, boy, aren't you impressed by that? Th- things like that. Or things that happen on the I Love Lucy show or the Honeymooners. That, that's not what we're talking about. No. The most incredible thing you ever see on TV. So here's what I added. The JFK assassination and funeral, Watergate hearings, Clinton impeachment hearings, princes die, death and funeral. You know how many votes that's going to get? Oh! None, but that's okay. And Bobby Riggs against Billie Jean King. Remember that? No. Before your time? Yeah. Don't you remember that when we had uh, him playing uh, Billie Jean King and she just beat the snot out of him, too? Oh, yeah. Don't remember? Mm-mm. Of course, I, see, at the time they said it was like a guy playing tennis against a woman, but little did they realize. 5670560, pound 560, speaking of Jan Arena, on the uh, Verizon and Singular Wireless line. What is the exact uh, question, by the way? Because I'm going to put that. Uh, what's the most, just the most, the most incredible thing you've ever seen on TV? You're going to put what? I get it right. What do you mean you're going to get it right? Well, I'm faxing this to Eric. Why do you well, have never to mind? I'm type, I was going to type it to him. He asked me what the exact question, and I was going to. Oh, so in other words, I don't have to fax this to him. No. Okay. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, for the poll, um, when you like, when you feel like it's a holiday, and you play those, you know, I guess, Boca bits relentlessly, I, t- I tune out. 
you lost me. Oh, and all on all big shows. Yeah, like like you think it's like a holiday and no one's listening. Well, what do you mean? I think it's like a holiday. We only we only do it when it is a holiday. Well, I, I'm working on some of these holidays and I'm driving around. Like, well, so you know, so am I, or I wouldn't be playing those bits. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks, Kelly. Okay, so all bit uh, days, or however you want to put that. That's for today's pool, by the way, not for the one. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you one thing. What we're going to do is, we're, we're no fools on this show. We're going to have you folks so confused you won't know what uh, planet you're on. You know, whether it's Earth or Uranus. We're going to be doing like 17 pools all at the same time. Even we don't. Even we won't know what the one you're talking about. Okay, well, here's the one for now, number four pool for today. Uh, yeah. And you also might want to put it on number seven. It might fit uh, both of them. 9.56 on the numbers on that poll. We're going to have like a 1,000 plus by the top of the hour, aren't we? Yes, we are. Of course, we started this about, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock last night. I switched over. It's okay. No, it was okay. We got a head start because I don't want to leave that movie thing on there forever. Because I saw we're not going to get our 3,000. I think 2,300 and some, that's our limit. That's all we got. WQAM, hello. Hey. Yes, sir. How about that uh, slow speed chase? That was pretty pretty incredible too on TV. Now, which one? You mean the Bronco chase? The, the Bronco chase, yeah. You got it. All right, buddy. Thanks, pal. Got it. You don't think we leave OJ off of there, do you? No. No way for OJ. The Bronco chase, and we got the OJ trial, and the OJ verdict, and the... Now, have you got all the ones that I read off to you or not? How, how do yes. I know that you got them? Yeah. How do you know? You want me to read them off? I'll read them off. Okay. I don't want to embarrass you. The Jack Ruby shoots Lee Harvey Oswald. Live on TV, no less. A lot of these other ones weren't live. Some of them were. Challenger blows up. Like Reagan said, is that the one with the school teacher? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ronnie. Now go back and put some more of that uh, shoe polish in your hair and get out of here. Take a nap. O.J. Simpson trial. O.J. Bronco chase. 9-11 attacks. You got these now? I got them all. 2000 election count. Count the vote. I got to play that. Alien rescue. Oh, I was in Amsterdam. That was also on a Saturday morning. That was that was uh, just incredible. And they came rushing in there. And, there. and there was the fisherman in the closet. Boy, I bet you that wasn't the first time he was in there. Oklahoma City bombing. Waco shootout. <laughs> Janet Jackson booby flap. Bombing of Baghdad, part one. And, of course, is uh, the first Gulf War. And shock and awe, Iraq, part two. Rodney King beating. The L.A. riots. Which ones? Neil Armstrong walks on the moon. The Columbia breaks up over Texas. You got these all? I got them all, man. Katrina floods the Gulf Coast. JFK assassination and funeral. Watergate hearings. Clinton impeachment hearings. Princes die, death, and funeral. Well, well, uh, after the JFK assassination, I don't know. Watergate hearings. See, I can take it nice and slow because that'll kill an extra like 10 minutes if That's I run real slow. Watergate. I got it. Clinton impeachment hearings. Got it? Yeah. That was after he uh, was kissing Monica during that when she had the beret on. Yeah, he did fact. not have sexual relations relations, relations with that woman, with that woman Ms. Ms. Lewinsky. In fact, what he probably should have said, can you imagine anybody doing her? That would have been good. That would probably sold it a little bit better. The, the worst part, though, is that his nose kept growing all during that uh, thing. <laughs> Remember when he, they took his deposition and his nose was growing like Pinocchio? Come on, we love Bubba, okay? So he's diddling around a little bit. Who cares? When you're married to a bitch like Hillary, why the hell not? Princess die, death slash funeral. Got it? Yeah. You do? No, I do. And 
Bobby Riggs versus Billie Jean King. Now, you know how to spell Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E, as in a guy, you know? Well, how's the guy spell Billy? No, as in, as in a lady. It's a lady, kind of. Bobby Riggs versus that big bull like Billie Jean King. There you go. <coughs> and the list keeps growing. I like this one. Don't you like this poll? This is good. It is fine. And, of course, it opens up the avenue for 50,000 silly things to be called in. WQAM, hello. QAM. Radio Caracol. Not there. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Okay. Oh, yeah, I got one for your poll. It's uh, the when the value jet crashed down here in Miami or down in Florida. Sure. Okay, and... Uh, never and never trust a plane that's got a clown on the side, man. No, I never do. <laughs> and uh, one more. Uh, when uh, JFK Jr. went missing in the ocean. Right. Okay, and uh, I have a comment about your um, about the best of Neil. When uh, is that going to be hitting the streets, I guess? Boy, you're asking the wrong guy in that. When's that going to be hitting the streets, Josh? Oh, we'll let you know, sir. Oh. <laughs> soon, well, very soon. Very soon. <laughs> okay, thanks a we'll lot. We'll give you advance warning. Thanks a lot, pal. Okay, now what were the two he said? JFK Jr. Uh, plane crash, right? And another plane crash. What was that? I don't know. I remember the JFK Jr. You said uh, something to do with a clown. The Miami. Oh, the va value jet. Don't you remember that plane crashed in the Everglades? They couldn't oh, okay. even find the damn okay. thing. It went whoop, like right down the Everglades. So the value jet crash in Florida and the uh, JFK Jr. Which, uh, you know, with all due respect, I mean, it's a tragedy when anybody dies needlessly, but in his particular case. 20 to 1 at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Dying over here. Listen to the sound of John John's falling play. All going into the sea. Think of a millionaire like JFK Could afford a better place Absolutely If JFK had more time flying He would have known A piper of the cheap and crappy plane that flows A gun ain't at my head's about the only way I would go Now Ted's the only one that's left alive today from what they call the Kennedy curse If Dorothy Kilgallen was alive She'd say Cheer up, it's only gonna get worse Listen to the sound of John John's falling Sputter, splatter, sputter, splatter Listen to the sound of John John's falling Sputter, splatter, sputter, splatter 1246 at 560. <clears throat> Talk about much ado about nothing. You know, like I said, it's tragic. Anybody dies and yada, yada, yada. But in his case, he was, uh, like somebody once said, much ado about nothing. An underachiever, you know. And I, I still think he was on asses as kid. I don't think he ever, even had a little JFK in him. New mad cow case found in Alberta. <laughs> Watch out for that Canadian meat. Now they tell me. Canada's newest case of mad cow disease was found in a six-year-old animal from central Alberta. Oh, man, they're all goyim over there. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency confirmed today. But Dr. Brian Evans was quick to reassure Canadians that no parts from the cross-breed cow ever entered the human food or animal feed chain. Watch out for that food chain. 
I want to emphasize again that the entire carcass has been contained by the CFIA and the CFIA and did not enter the food or feed system, Evans said. He said the cow showed progressive symptoms of bovine spongiform and encephalopathy, or BSE, and was destroyed after its owner called a veterinarian. The carcass was sent to a lab in Winnipeg for testing. Good place for it. What an Alberta crowd. Ooh, man. Talk about a bunch of silly-ass cowboys. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. We got our thousand votes yet on today's poll or what? Nine ninety three. Very soon. Very any? Did I tell you before the top of the hour? You did. Now who's this bozo there uh, besides Bush? Eight hundred soldiers from nearby Fort Riley also invited guests. Once the president begins to speak, we expect him to make some comments on the war on terror. Oh, great! The war on terror. That's right. It's all about the war on terror. Safety, safety, safety. That's right. Look at that bozo and you think about the war on terror and you think, holy crap, how the hell are we still alive? Don't forget, it's not the war on terror. It's not the uh, Arabs and the Jews. It's the Bushes and the Bin Ladens, man. They got some uh, family business to take care of. And we're just kind of like caught in a uh, crossfire. WQAM, hello. Hi, Line one. Yeah, yeah. Can I have one to your list? You sure can. Yes. Um, the Columbine incident, I... I thought they sh- overdid that as much. You thought they overdid it? Well, no, it just showed it t- too much that, um, you know, giving other people ideas. I don't I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Columbine shootings, though, certainly deserves to be on there. But, uh, yeah, I see what she's saying. Like, uh, you know, monkey see, monkey do. And these little kids, well, I'm being picked on, so I better go to school. Shoot a bunch of people, you know, and, of course, they did, but. How could we have left off the Columbine shootings, especially anybody that saw Bowling for Columbine, which we did? I put Columbine Massacre. I- I'm still aggravated about that uh, thing that Hank was sucking at. You know who that bitch was that uh, wrote the letter to Michael Moore? I don't, I, don't care yeah, how I, do. good she- I don't care how good she looks. Who the hell is this bitch, this slut, to be picking on Michael Moore? Okay, one of America's ballsy great heroes that's got the balls to say things that other people don't dare because they're going to be sent off to camp. Anna Benson. I have no idea who that is. I know who Harry Benson was and Dave Benson I went to school with. But Anna Benson, who's she married to? Chris Benson. Pitcher for the Mets. Ah, who are the Mets? Probably took showers with Mike Piazza. Ooh. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. How can we forget Catherine Harris certifying the Mathis election? Yeah, but then we already have the 2,000, what do we have, election oh. count? I think we got something well, like that. when I saw that. By the way, speaking of planes, did you hear about her plane? <laughs> See you, Neil. Take care. Bye. Bye. You hear about her plane? Catherine Harris said the plane in Spain falls mainly in Bangor, Maine. That's what she said. So if her plane ever does crash, I'd stay away from Maine. Five six seven oh five sixty. What about Terry and her? Shoot. What about that? You don't think that deserves to be on there? Yeah, yeah, it does. It definitely I mean, does. You talk about milking something, and it was incredible, all right, because it went on and on, and the Congress raced back, and the President raced back from vacation, and they all went scurrying back to Washington, and they had to pass that bill. You know, it was incredible for a lot of people, but somehow I never really cared. No, and I could care less either because it was none of our business, just like Alien was none of our business. A private family matter. But when the media decides that a private family matter is something they can exploit, and make uh, hay from, like the chicken Aruba for crying It's a missing persons case. The same with this guy on that cruise ship. It's a missing poisons case. But the media tells us, oh, you got to be all whipped up to a frenzy about this. Tell me to quit screaming, okay? Oh, I, you know what I forgot to tell you? What did you forget to tell me? 
Remember I mentioned something about going and getting your driver's license renewed online? Yes. I did, again. Well, what do you mean you went? You just went online. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the state of Florida, for any of you people out there that wonder, first of all, they finally got rid of that hose test, you know, where they used to stick that hose up your um, car's uh, Rectum. tailpipe. What? Remember that? No. You don't remember the vehicle emission testing? Never did that to my vehicle. Get out of here. I mean, you know, I'm just worn out. I realize you're like a uh, punk, but it isn't that many years that they haven't done it no more. Well, I'm just saying they've never done it to my car. But you never heard of it? I've heard of it, but... Well, we used to have to go, and it was a scam. And all of these Shocking. Haitian guys, I guess they had to have some kind of work to do, you know, besides selling baseballs. And so they had, like, a whole bunch of Haitian guys standing around. They would stick this long uh, up your uh, tailpipe. And you'd have to pass, you'd have, or else you'd have to go and get, like, a tune-up or whatever else and uh, come back. And, and I forget how much it used to cost. It was just, just a scam. Of course it was. But like in other states, they have like real inspection. But in Florida, oh, we don't want to be bothered with that. So that's why you got all these jalopies out there on a highway with bald tires and no brakes and uh, all this other stuff. And the same with the driver's licenses. It's, it's a really good combination designed for death. Death and destruction on the highway. The double Ds. Just like your president there. Double Ds. Or the lack of them. Yeah, there you go. Lack of, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Double Ds, dumb and dangerous. But in this case, death and destruction with your cars. And now, if you guys, you could be like my mother. The last time she got her driver's license renewed, she was 90 years old, and she got a six-year renewal in the mail. No eye test. No, come down and let us see if you're still alive, if you still have all your limbs, if you're, like, uh, rational, if you can, uh, you know, let me hold up my middle finger, see if you can see it. Nothing. Send us the 15 bucks, and we'll renew your license for uh, whatever, six years, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, that's how I do it. I, I, in my picture, I'm, like, 15. Yeah. My picture, I'm, I'll tell you one thing. If I was as young as I'm my picture, man, I'd have about 75 years left. Well, I mean, what is that? Only the Florida effing way, man, with your fat-ass Florida governor. Everything, it's not slow, it's not fast, it's half-assed. That's the Florida effing way. Oh, but we don't want to be wild about it with that inspection, Neil. That's a real nuisance. Yeah, yeah right. God forbid that anybody should, like, uh, do anything that makes any sense in Florida because people would be alarmed and shocked. It just wouldn't fit in right. People would think they woke up one day and got lost. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? All right. I got a couple for your polling. Okay. I got the uh, Pennsylvania Miracle Miner Rescue. That was a great one. And uh, I have the Dolphins Perfect Season, 1972. Okay. Those are great years. You got it, Mom. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Oh, let's see. Dolphins, that's uh, football. We can talk a little football, not too much sports, though. How come we don't put that on the poll? When you hear George talk about sports, I guess that wouldn't be George. Huh? How about sports for today's poll? Okay. Well, we got hockey on there, but then again, these people think that's just, you know, it's uh, soccer with sticks or something like that. Look at that. Horse racing and hockey have got 100 votes apiece. Are you impressed or what? Is that ex exciting? Or what? Or what? Out of 1,019, we topped that 1,000 mark. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about I never turn off 539, 53%. All right. Horse racing and hockey, 100 apiece. In fact, that's the average age of people that go to horse racing is 100. And hockey, that's how many hockey fans we got in South Florida is about 100. Politics, 44. And by the way, let me say it again. Alan Cohen and all the other people with the organization, you can keep making up all the attendance numbers you want. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't re-sign Ole Jokinen, in that case, Roberto Luongo ain't going to sign at all. He ain't going to want to stay there. And you're going to lose both of them, and that's all you got. That's all you got. Oh, there he goes with that hockey again. Politics 44. Why, well, beg your pardon? I said those are the only two Panthers I know. Who's that? Ole Jokinen and uh, Roberto Luongo? Boito, yeah. You don't know Joe, uh, Jay Bomister? No, I do. You don't know Stephen Weiss? Oh, yeah, him. Nathan Horton? How about Tim Horton and his donuts? You know Tim Horton? Hockey, 100, uh, Politics, 44, Religion, 42, Movies, 33, Fag Stuff, 33. All us butch guys out here, we don't want to hear all that faggery, all that body wash crap. You want to see all the uh, flavors of body wash I got now? I even got, to make me a little bit more manly, I got Adidas. <laughs> yeah. Old Spice, I won't touch it. With your hand, I wouldn't touch it. It's very slimy. What, Old Spice? Yes. You got Old Spice? No, I said it's very slimy. I don't well, how do you know then if you it's haven't Neutrogena, uh, but uh, Old Spice is just slimy, man. Well, how do you know if you don't if you didn't get it? Because when you told me to try body wash, that was the first one I tried. Oh, I see. Sorry. A music thirty-two. Mo Howard David has got about thirty, man. Which I think was about his audience in those last two trends with a one point one. That was uh, disgraceful. Radio stuff twenty-nine. Food and restaurants twelve. Sex nine. A pool eight. All bit days five. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear uh, verbal intercourse. Gambling, five, and sports so far has got the big O is what it's got. By the way, as far as the big O from two to four. This is Neil Rogers. No. This is 560 QAM. Well, it's Scott Burrell. And when I'm up in Boca Chica slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers one to two hours. Yeah, I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers here in balance one to two hours. The heart-stopping action continues with a new season of 24 on Fox. Renegade CTU agent Jack Bauer is called back to action. CTU, we need you. Oh, crap. Now what? A group of terrorists are planning to assassinate the president by launching a nuclear warhead into Washington, D.C. while releasing a toxic nerve gas that melts people's faces. That's it? Yeah. Isn't there anyone else you guys can call to save the world? I mean, haven't I been through enough? My wife's been murdered, my daughter's been caught in a bear trap, my girlfriend dumped me, and my entire body's been beaten within an inch of its life. There's more bad news. Now what? Your third cousin's best friend's college roommate was kidnapped by the terrorists. No! 24 is back on Fox. Will there be evil double agents involved? Yes. How about satellite tracking devices? Yes. Flagrant protocol violations? Yes. How about mortally wounded thugs who whisper cryptic information before losing consciousness? Of course. Well, can you at least get rid of that annoying ticking clock? No. Uh, it's 24 with the annoying clock. Mondays on Fox. On Fox. You ever see that show? No. No, I haven't either. Thank God. 101 at 560 WQAM. In my mind, I knew that at times people would say... Yeah. Abu Ghraib. Mark Crispin Miller writes in the scoop, Why won't the media touch my book? Bush Cheney stole every election in 2004. They stole it not just in Ohio, but all throughout the USA from coast to coast. They stole it not by using any single ploy, but through a stealthy combination of computerized vote theft, bureaucratic monkey business, systematic shortages of viable equipment, and old-fashioned dirty tricks, including rampant bullying, disinformation, and obstructionism. Such foul play was not apparent on both sides in the 2004 election, but was committed mainly by the Bush Republicans. 
The evidence is both abundant and precise, and it's all here in the book Fooled Again. This second heist of the White House is one of the great untold stories of our time, even though it was largely carried out in plain sight. Uh, Miller performs a simple but increasingly rare act of journalism and gathers a mountain of overwhelming evidence from publicly available material. This is no conspiracy theory stitched together from anonymous sources, strained inferences, and dark innuendo, but a solid case based on official records, sworn testimony, eyewitness accounts, news reports, and the Bush people's own words. Those words were published in an excellent review of Fooled Again that will come out tomorrow in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Also tomorrow, a number of websites that will be posting a review of Fooled Again by Paul Craig Roberts, who was Assistant Treasury Secretary under Ronald Reagan. A genuine conservative, Roberts is unafraid to read the evidence and face reality. Miller describes considerably more election fraud than voting machines programmed to count a proportion of carry votes as Bush votes. Voters were disenfranchised in a number of ways. Miller reports incidences of intimidation of the re- and reduced voting opportunities for poorer voters who tend to vote Democratic. The outcome of the 2004 presidential election has always struck me as strange. Although Kerry was a poor candidate and evaded the issue most on the public's mind, by November of 2004, a majority of Americans were aware that Bush had led the country into a gratuitous war on the basis either of incompetence or deception. By November of 2004, it was completely clear that Saddam Hussein had no weapons of mass destruction and Bush had rushed to war. That part of the story, we had another one on Friday. Roberts, a former associate editor of the Wall Street Journal and a former contributing editor for National Review, concludes with a warning that the Founding Fathers would appreciate. Miller directs our attention to Bush's high-handed treatment of dissenters. If electronic voting machines programmed by private Republican firms remain in our future, dissent will become pointless until it, unless it boils over into revolution. Power-mad Republicans need to consider the result when democracy loses its legitimacy and only the rich have anything to lose. Despite its wealth of evidence, meticulously documented in 57 pages of detailed endnotes, and despite the standing of its author, Miller is an NYU professor with a solid global reputation, Fooled Again has been pointedly ignored by the national media. There have been no national reviews of Fooled Again. No network or cable TV show would have the author on to talk about the book. NPR has refused to have him on, even shows that Miller's appeared on in the past and more than once, like The Connection on the Media Talk of the Nation, have refused to let him on to talk about this book. Only one daily newspaper, the Sun Sentinel, has published a review. WHYY, the NPR affiliate in Philadelphia, recently refused to broadcast paid ads for the book, offering several different and unlikely explanations. Aside from C-SPAN, Air America, and Pacifica, no national media would have the author on to tell his fellow citizens about his findings. Those few reviews of Fooled Again that have appeared were mostly positive. Publishers Weekly, Kirkus Reviews, Library Journal, The Sun Sentinel, The Chicago Reader, The Baltimore Chronicle, other publications have all stressed the book's importance and the soundness of its evidence. Fooled Again is certainly the only book in history to be highly praised by both a Christian Century and Hustler magazine. In short, the media would seem to have buried Fooled Again, not because of any weakness in the book itself, but for political reasons above all. Right now, the very soul of our democracy is, is at unprecedented risk. The president is openly contemptuous of the very system that the founding fathers put in place. He seeks to rule regardless of what Congress and the people want, does all he can to silence the free press, has recklessly subjected millions of Americans to government surveillance, and demands the right to bomb and torture other peoples as the spirit moves him. And all of this goes on with little protest from the Democratic Party, which now behaves not like the patriotic opposition, but merely as a bunch of bystanders afraid to speak out loud and clear against the Bush administration's un-American activities. At this moment, it is crucial that we openly discuss the likelihood that this administration was not duly reelected in 2004 any more than it was properly elected in 2000. That national debate must take place now so that the people understand their democracy has been subverted, and even more important, so we can talk to be, begin to talk about electoral reform in these United States as soon as possible. The crucial democratic conversation won't take place until the scandal of the last election finally resonates, and that's what impelled Mark Kristen Miller to write Fooled Again. 
His fellow citizens deserve no less than to be told what's in this deeply edifying book. You got to go out and get it? No. Fooled again. I'm going to go out and get it today. Do it. Fooled again. Can't get fooled. Uh, how does that go? Fooled me once. Uh, shame on them. And Can't get fooled again. Can't get fooled again. Can't send nobody to... Abu right. Can't get beaten again. Can't get electrocuted again. Said all these things. A lot of the... the... <laughs> oh. I think he was about to tell that joke there. Yeah. Fool me once. Look at that phone, baby. I think Crispin, Mark Crispin Miller just put them into a coma. They don't care about that stuff. They want to hear about horse racing and hockey, baby. Three horse in the fourth race. Plunge your guts out. Plunge your lungs. Step right up there. Send it in, man. 1,049 votes on today's poll. Not to be confused with them for Friday. I mean, next Friday. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about I never turn it off. 553, 52.7. How about when Neil reads? Da, 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 da. How, how about that? Put that on there? All right. Why, what do you mean do I want it on there? Why, why would I say it if I don't want it? Who did mole for this poll? Mole? Why wouldn't I want that on there? I want an honest answer. You know why these people lie. 52.5% never turned off out of 1,062. 50, whatever it is. Hockey 102, horse racing 100, a battle for the ages. Those two, neck and neck, nose to nose, just like Alan Aaron affirmed. Oh, sorry. Politics 45, religion 44, fag stuff 34, movies 33, Mo Howard David and music are tied 32 apiece. How about Mo Howard David and singing music? Radio stuff 29. Food and restaurants, 14. All bit days, 10. Sex, 9. The pool, 8. Gambling, 6. And sports, solamente uno. Well, let's do a sports show. It'll make Clarence happy. Oh! Should I just put the stories? That makes sense. No. No, not the stories. What do you mean? Neil or George? No! What, what do you want me to say? Neil reads bedtime stories. The, the, the it doesn't make qu- sense. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about... Uh, just Neil's bedtime stories. Okay. They'll know. They'll get it, okay? Look, don't start striving for, for perfection. Don't you know where you work now? Don't right. you see the big You're sign right. on the door there that Greg put up? Strive for mediocrity. And, uh, hey, by the way, nice work there, Greg, man. You really did it. Mister. Uh, I love the Humpty Dumpty uh, promotions. Fantastic. Well, I'm not too uh, satisfied, and I'm intrigued by this idea, and I'm intrigued by telling Barry Jackass that, yeah, hmm. What a guy. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's going on? How you doing? I, I caught that uh, Imaginary Heroes movie recommended. And? I, I liked it. I give it a seven. Um, quite oh, what's wrong with that? No, I liked it. Seven's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, I had a question. So when the little kid had uh, uh, this, this neighbor, that, it wasn't that his half-brother? Yeah, kind of. He wasn't aware of that, though, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's right. I got a, uh, you know something? I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, that's uh, how I thought about it. Like, oh, okay. Uh, I wonder if it's going to blow his brains out now. Uh, no, I don't um, think so. Well, I, yeah, he, never, he hasn't thought about that yet, but when he does, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a little recommendation for you. It's uh, called Secondhand Lion. Okay. Ever heard of it? Never heard of it. Secondhand oh, Lion? Secondhand Lion. It's with uh, it. Robert Duvall, Michael Caine. Really? Check it out, yeah. Okay, we'll do. All right. Now, did, you, did you see Sleepers? A long time ago. You didn't like that? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, that was the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> see ya. This guy's uh, difficult, you know. By the way, speaking of George's movie, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever had. It's probably good that he's sick today. I mean, not not you know, not the way that sounds. Although he deserves it. What do you mean? 
No, because Amazon.com, I've never had a problem with them delivering stuff in this untimely way, but the order went in on the 10th of January, and it was supposed to be delivered between January 17 and 19, and you're probably not checking the mail today to see if George's stuff showed up, but I'm, I'm sure it's not because it, it just says in transit. Hmm. You know, isn't that a little bit slow? Yeah, a little bit. From the 10th of January, today's the 23rd. Amazon.com, it's not that it was back order or something because it was, it was shipped out. Ooh. But for some strange reason, the pony must be going real slow. Probably because the uh, price of stamps is so such a bargain now. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I got one for the poll. Okay. Um, when President Reagan was shot. Right, there you go, Ronnie Reagan. John Hinckley. Hinckley, they're sending Hinckley out to see funny movies on the weekends now. Well, that's great. Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? They're just letting him out, turning him loose. Oh, he can provide so much to the community. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Uh, Reagan gets shot. You got it? Got it. Reagan gets shot. And uh, Jim Brady, by the way, still ain't doing all that great. He's not uh, having a great life. But uh, John Hinckley, well, he was misunderstood. He never stole a freight train. He, uh, whatever, you know. This business with a justice system that coddles people, how many people do you think are dead today? Because we got a horseball justice system that takes slime balls and puts them back out on the streets. Of course, we've got to make room for all them uh, drug dealers, you know. Speaking of that, how come we never heard any follow-up on the police chief, Chief Timoney? How come we never heard no follow-up on his son and the 80 trillion pounds of pot he was trying to uh, peddle? Because he probably got off. Well, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> no, no, seriously, what, what is that? How come here's a scandal, if there ever was one, the chief of police of a major crime-ridden American city... And it wasn't, I really forget what the number was. Do you have any idea how much it was? It was like many, 400 pounds. 400 pounds. Even Fat Boy doesn't weigh that much close. But um, as a matter of fact, envision right now, if you will, Fat Boy filled with Marijuana, okay, <laughs> from head to toe. George would probably light him on fire. Ooh, what a thought. Well, can you imagine that? 400 pounds of pot. We're not talking about a couple of ounces. We're not talking about even a pound, uh, a couple of pin joints. We're talking about 400 pounds. And we never heard another word about it. Did you? Or did I miss no. it, maybe? No. That was it. Sweeping under the carpet, just like everything else. 113 at 560 WQM. If you're in a dead-end job, if you're underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get yourself a life and a high-paying career that will make that possible for you, act now. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN. They'll get you trained and ready for a new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. You can get a new high-paying career in just a few short months out of your life. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high, and Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes for you. They offer you job placement assistance and financial aid for people who qualify, too. So pick up that phone and change your life. Get out of that dead-end job. Tell your boss to shove it. Call 866 866- Fast Train. They placed over 100 people like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com, but you better do it now because classes are filling up really fast. Don't miss out on that trade of opportunity this year. Make your New Year's resolution a reality for once and for all and get yourself a life and a big fat paycheck that goes along with it. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and be sure and tell them, don't forget, Todd Dreck told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. A bitch. my pizza and shoved it into my checkered pen. 
now you can't take more around no more. All that went stuck by one sword. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. Just for old times, I think I'll go inhale the fumes of the freshly curtain men's room. I've had enough for you, guy. Not using asteroid. You bastards should only drop dead men die. Back in for the car that I drove on town. I go to my orifice and clean out my desk. That is, if I only had an orifice or a desk, I'll slap up the poker to the public and watch the shoppers from a bench. I wonder if Raymond felt this way when he got turned down for a day. But you sport whole queen, they point the less to me. Bye, bye, bye. Twenty after one at QAM. Boy, do we miss him or what, huh? Like somebody cuts out a gigantic tumor. Anyway, I got some bad news for you, Blackberry folks out there, which I'm sure you don't have one. No, but you do. I do. The Supreme Court today turned down a request to review a major patent infringement ruling against the maker of the BlackBerry email device. <coughs> and my comment to that is... Oh, my God. Of course, this is in the U.S., eh? The move takes away yet another barrier between BlackBerry users and service interruptions. There are more than 4 million BlackBerry users. Research in Motion, RIM, had petitioned the Supreme Court to review a federal appeals court ruling that could lead to a shutdown of most U.S. BlackBerry sales and service. That's in the U.S.A., the legal issue confronting RIM goes back five years. In 2001, NTP, a, parent holding, a patent holding company, filed a suit against RIM claiming that BlackBerry infringed on its patents. In 2002, a jury found in favor of NTP awarded the company $23.1 million damages. In 2003, a district judge increased the damages to $210 million, issued an injunction against RIM. That injunction was stayed, however, pending appeal on an appeals court sided with the district court. In 2005, RIM and NTP reached a tentative $450 million settlement, but the deal fell apart. RIM wants the lower court to enforce the agreement. The Supreme Court's decision not to review the case doesn't bode well for RIM, according to Ken Weitzman, a partner, a partner at legal firm Chadbourne and Park in New York. If the Supreme Court had heard the case and decided there was a legal basis for overturning the appeals court's judgment, it could have prevented a possible injunction. NTP is scheduled to file a request for an injunction with the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia on February 1, although the District Court judge will rule on that request hasn't set a timetable on when to expect that decision. There will likely be an injunction. The question is what the scope of the injunction will be, Weitzman said. 
An injunction could force RIM to shut down the BlackBerry system, potentially affecting most of RIM's approximately 4.3 million subscriber account base. NTP has said an injunction would not affect BlackBerry products used by U.S. federal, state, or local governments. How do you like that? So if it's the government, then they can do whatever the hell they want. But if it's the rest of us peons who use that thing religiously day in and day out, uh, screw you guys. How do you like that? Hmm. You'll just have to get yourself a better one. Well, what would that be? Oh, there's, there's stuff out there better than the Like what? Well, well, you don't even have a camera, right? I don't want a camera. What the hell do I want a camera for? I'm some kind of a voyeur. Who wants a camera? I'm just saying it could, you know, come in use. Yeah. If I had a camera, I could, like, shoot you some pictures of this studio here. There you go. See? And even throw in an occasional picture of my... Rectum. Yeah, whatever. Roll them up on the website. There you go. There you go. So what do I want to get? One of those uh, phone camera phones with the uh, emailing? And you can get everything you also... got with a BlackBerry. You do the SMS, the, the instant messaging? Sure. So what the hell do I need my uh, BlackBerry for? That's what I'm saying. Well, we'll see. Tell you what, just send it on down here. <laughs> <laughs> send it on down there for what? And what are you going to do with it when they cut off the service, huh? Uh, you know, Keep it, it as a souvenir. Admire it, yeah. There you go. Just, t- just keep looking at it. 5670560. Oh, oh, here's a good story. Talk about American trailer trash. Boy, there is so much trailer trash. Oh, brother. Woman jailed for leaving kids to go see Jerry Springer. Isn't that a classy move? I'm sorry, what was that? Woman jailed for leaving her kids to go see Jerry Springer. Well, you got to get your priorities right, man. Wheaton, right. Illinois. A woman got a 30-day jail sentence for leaving her three young children home alone for several hours while she and her boyfriend attended a videotaping of the Jerry Springer show. Shannon Cook, 25, pleaded guilty earlier this week to misdemeanor child endangerment. She was also placed on probation for a year. It was an appropriate sentence given what she did said to Page County Assistant State's Attorney Joseph Ruggiero, Rogers in Italian, Ruggiero, aren't you impressed? The two girls and one boy, all under the age of four, have been placed in foster homes by the Illinois Department of the uh, DCF. Police said Cook left the children alone at a suburban home October 19, while she and her boyfriend went to Chicago for the taping. About five hours later, the two oldest knocked on the door of a neighbor who called the police. Cook was arrested when she returned home after midnight. Remember that song, After Midnight? Well, it was after midnight when they got home. According to a police report, she said, I didn't think I'd be gone that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Forced sterilization. The two words, the only two words that can save the human race. Forced sterilization. And there's living proof of it, by the way. They were called into action. Yeah, there you go. Maybe they were called in action to go see the Jerry Springer show. Maybe the Lord uh, sent them a message. Maybe call them on the bat phone and send them to the bat room. See, you know, Jerry Springer is one of those things, if you watch it once, it's very amusing, and it's, uh, you know, you realize what it is, and, and that's fine. I would agree. I would say anybody that watches a second time, uh, okay, get the butterfly net. 1,091 votes. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about Oh, how about soap operas? Not George, but I occasionally make a reference, Passions, Guiding Light, something like that, all of these things. By the way, where the hell is Philip? And why have they taken Wednesdays and turned it into a, like, turn it off day on Guiding Light? Lunatics. You still watching that Passions thing? Eh, I, I record them both every day, but I find myself once a week I watch Passions because you don't have to watch it every day because nothing ever happens. I think uh, Alistair is still alive. That was good, though, when a guy called in Luis Lopez Fitzgerald. That was good for the best, the uh, most important death of last year. I turn the show off when Neil or George talk about it. I never turn it off 570 out of 1,091, 52.2%. That's that loyal audience. Thank God for them. If we could only clone them. 
Hockey 103, horse racing 101. You ever take Hockey 103? Then you know who Tim Horton was and Johnny Bauer and Papa Bauer. Politics 49, religion 45, fag stuff 38. Enough of the faggery already, okay? Movies 34, Mo Howard divided into 32. Music 32, radio stuff. Top 30, man. All bit days 15. All the bits all the time. They want to hear the, uh, our voices. They don't want to hear those stupid-ass bits. Food and restaurants, 14. Sex, 9. Who the hell wants to hear about that? The pool, 8. Gambling, uh, 6. Neil's Bedtime Stories, 3. And sports, Solamente Trace. This is Neil Rogers. This How's is that Radio Caracol coming, by the way? An American Idol Extreme Edition. I am the executioner. Just gave my life. I am very, very humane about it. Take a look at me now. I'm home and like it. Okay, she's horrible. American Idol Extreme Edition. That is slightly disturbing. Now, I might watch that one if they blow away the uh, bad uh, singers at the end of the show. Can you watch that? Yeah, that'd be good. Like William Hung. Hey, Billy. 131 at QM. A new program to speed travelers through airport security may require passengers to agree to a check of their personal and financial records, the TSA says. The TSA said it will require in-depth security background checks that may involve using commercial data for people applying to the registered traveler program that starts in June. The checks will help verify people's identities to prove they've got no ties to terrorism. Commercial databases hold personal information from credit reports, property records, shopping histories, and other records. TSA chief Kip Hawley said such data can be useful in flagging terrorists who often won't appear in most U.S. commercial lists. Business Travel Coalition chairman Kevin Mitchell said the databases are notoriously inaccurate and could mistakenly label somebody a terrorist. It raises a huge liability issue, said Mitchell, who supports registered traveler. The program will create reserve lanes for people who pass the background check and pay an annual fee expected to be 80 to 100 bucks. Security requirements such as removing jackets and shoes will be lifted as approved passengers go through metal detectors. They just fly right on through. Bill Connors, executive director of the National Business Travel Association, said some travelers are concerned. If you start asking for too much personal information, it's not worth it to me anymore, said Connors, another supporter of registered traveler. Congress barred the TSA from using commercial data on airline passengers after a government probe criticized the agency last year for improperly storing 100 million records on travelers when it said that no data storage would occur. Well, they, they lied, you know. They lied. Speaking of liars. At the country? Yeah. The TSA says the ban doesn't apply to registered traveler because the program is voluntary and the background checks will be done by companies at an airport. It will be the company that determines whether applicants pose a terrorist threat, TSA spokeswoman Amy Von Walter said. Oh, Von Walter. Sounds like a chairman name, don't it? Like Eva von, uh, Eva von Braun. Eric von uh, whatever is Braun. Nine. Ten. The TSA would approve background check programs. Holly, the TSA chief, said a background check must give a high degree of confidence that individuals not a terrorist using commercial data is one avenue, Holly said. Another one is like a second avenue down there by the uh, train tracks. A company running the only registered traveler program at Orlando International Airport recently exper experimented with giving applicants quizzes generated by commercial data to authenticate their identity. However, the quizzes ask questions that were either too difficult, such as what year is it, such as the year somebody received their social security number, or so easy that a tourist could pass the quiz. I don't have any idea what year I got my social security number. What kind of a quiz is that? Huh? How the hell do I know? 
or questions so easy that a terrorist could easily pass the quiz on behalf of anybody. Oh, it's just, you know, more of the same stuff, I know. Be afraid. That whole deal, you know, everybody were a terrorist are going to get us. Be afraid. Be very afraid. They're uh, right under your doorstep right now. They're going to, boogeyman's going to get you in the middle of the night. Safety, safety, safety. That's why we got to stick with the Republicans, man. Safety. We won't have any freedoms left and there won't be anything to be safe from anymore. But safety, safety. God, what a pile of crap. And, of course, being so many stupid people out there. Like people that go to see the Jerry Springer show and leave their two or three little kids at home until uh, midnight. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the and that's something the two older of the kids uh, had to go knock on a neighbor's door like uh, there ain't nobody here what's going on over here isn't that something that's something pathetic WQAM hello QAM hello hello Neil yes sir uh, one for your poll of the uh, shocking TV moments right I remember back in the eighties there was a show. I don't remember the cable channel, but it was uh, called Hot Properties. I think Richard Belcher was on it. Right. And he got knocked out by this wrestler guy, and they had to go up to commercials or something. That was pretty shocking to me. And then Geraldo got punched in the nose that one time, too, on the That's right, with a chair. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, thanks, Callie. Thank you. I don't, I don't know if those are the. I mean, we can put them on there if you want. It all depends on just how lazy, I mean, how uh, energetic you feel. No, I'm good. My fingers hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Geraldo gets a punch in the nose, and then uh, Richard uh, Bay, or was it Richard Belzer, he said? I'm not really sure. Richard Bay had a good show, man. I don't know why that went off the air. W-O-R, remember that? No. No. He had a segment, I think it was once a week, he had a segment of the show where he had like these uh, almost naked people. Oh, brother. That was really something. Maybe that's why they took it off. It was too entertaining. Too, uh, too much eye candy, as they say. 5670560, oh, give you diabetes, baby. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you're, you're talking about uh, Louisiana. And you know what the really sad thing that no one's ever talked about? It's 1,100 people drowned in their living rooms, drowned in their bedrooms, drowned in their houses, and no one has held, held accountable for that. Right. And that down down Charlie Brown, he was on um, C-SPAN this week. I don't know if anybody told you. Yeah, and he's, uh, now he says uh, he's done bad. Yeah, he's all apologetic now. Yeah, and another thing, Sunday I saw, um, I was watching the Today Show, and they had two pe- two people from, you know, who lost family members of 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were victims, all those people in 9-11, but, you know, what ha- I wish, they, they also mentioned that, you know, is the Bush administration doing enough to combat terrorism? And here, you know, we performed a terrorist act by killing all these people in Pakistan recently. Mm-hmm. You understand? Well, it's what's that, the uh, difference? pain in the ass, that collateral damage, man. All right, collateral damage. And, and, and it would have been nice if one of them was acknowledged. Just like they said in The Godfather, we don't want to hurt any uh, innocent pain in the ass of bystanders. Yeah, it would have been nice if they would acknowledge that. They were innocent just like their family members. No, we don't acknowledge that anymore. We acknowledge all the Iraqi people, the men, women, and little kids that are getting butchered uh, because of the fact that we're, uh, we're occupying the country. Right. That's another another example. Okay, yeah. thanks, Neil. Thanks, Thank Kyle. Well, the Americans don't care about these things, okay? They care about the fact that Bush looks like one of them. Like that, you know, not educated, like uh, crooked as the day is long. Things like that. View that every person matters. Yeah, right. There you go. Except the, except the ones that don't vote our way, you know, like the people in New York and the dark folks and them fags and Jews and stuff like that. Except the Jews that happen to be the neocons. We like those Jews. Those are the Jews we choose. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless line. Boy, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day, man. Too nice of a day to be sitting in here talking up the storm. I ought to be out out in it.
You know? Look at that. It's plus three already. It's 38. In fact, we only got a couple of days of predicting this week at minus like 30, you know, 28. Not that there's any such thing as global warming, and I'll say it again. Last Friday, Toronto set an all, all-time uh, record time for that date, whatever the date was. What was Friday? Uh, the 20th? 20th? Yeah. 54 degrees. 54 degrees on the 20th of January. There isn't, you couldn't find a flake of snow if somebody put an Uzi up your butt and said, uh, find me one. You couldn't do it. There's no snow. It's just amazing. Not that I'm complaining, you understand. It is real pleasant. But, of course, when it gets to be about 140 in the middle of July, then we'll be saying, well, wait a minute. There's something wrong over here. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Hey, what's up, Neil? Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, what I'm playing, hey, how you doing? Uh, when I'm playing my NHL game, it says you've got to accept the fight in the game. But in real life, you don't accept the fight. In real hockey, they just fight. That, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of weird, isn't it, huh? <laughs> no. <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah. was good, wasn't it? That was perfect. We love the Panther. Uh-oh. Abu Ghraib. There you go. Let's get back to the important crap. Let's talk a little hockey and horse racing, okay, and then some homo stuff, the three H's. Remember the 4-H club? we got three of them on this show. Hockey, horse racing, and homo stuff. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, hey. This is your good friend, Sutz, here. How come you're calling on this line? Well, I don't know. Well, you, you don't have the bat line? Oh, well, you know what happened? My my old phone exploded and took uh, all my numbers with it, including the bat line. I'll be damned. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, listen, I, before you say anything else, thank yeah. you. I want to thank you personally for that uh, standing in the shadows of Motown, man. That thing, I've watched it maybe six times already. Oh, isn't that great? It is the best. You know, we were watching that, and I said to Pam, I said, you know, how to, how to send that up to Neil? She said... Oh, he probably won't like it because of all the cover versions of the Motown songs. <laughs> now, get out of here. That was the yeah. best part of it. I know. I thought they were terrific. Boy. Yeah, by the way, he's bringing a... home the bacon, I'll tell you that, because with a comment like that, I'd rip her in ass. But anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with all that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Especially the first part. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just came in the house here, and I heard you say about uh, the weird things you've seen on television. Yeah. Uh, and you might remember this, and I don't remember it all that well, but this was in Sarasota. Do you remember the girl up there on Channel 40 who uh, blew her brains out on the air? Yes, in, in Sarasota, that's right. I remember talking. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I remember talking about it on the air. Well, I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, how I, did she uh, do it? Did she, like, stick the gun in her mouth or uh, well, you know, I was I was in the bathroom shaving, and I came out, and it, 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 about 30 seconds after I walked out, and I was kind of watching it. Man. Yeah, and uh, she just kind of reached down, picked up a gun, held it up to her head, and bada-bing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't even know what they had been talking about. Yeah. Because, well, I was in the bathroom, like I said, shaving and listening to Jack Harris. Well, she probably, <laughs> watched, she probably watched Network one. Oh, listen to Jack Harris, that would do it for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On FLA, yeah, I remember those days. Boy, we are getting oh, aren't we? Yeah, I know. So you I actually know. saw it? Yeah. And what and what did they do afterward? What what uh, all happened? You know, there was about ten seconds where they nothing happened, and then they yeah. just went to black. So in other words, there are ten seconds we saw the aftermath. She just slumped over like the blood was rushing well, out of her she head. Just kind of fell back behind the desk. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Holy crap. You know, I don't remember her name, and I uh, uh, I had met her about two weeks previous. Uh, somebody oh, no wonder she did it. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> but she was introduced to me up in uh, Bradenton at the uh, Pirates uh, training camp. Right. Is where it, and, uh, and she seemed like a pretty nice person. I, You know, I'd only uh, maybe talked to her for a few minutes. You are a but, killer, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always said it. Hey, listen, take care of yourself, amigo. Okay, man. Here's oh, real quick. Here's another uh, DVD thing for you. Who are these guys about the Enron deal? Okay. Uh, check that out. If you see that in your uh, favorite score, buy that. We'll do it. Thanks, man. Okay. Got to go. Bye. Bye. How do you like that? Is that incredible or what? <laughs> Call Sarasota on the newscast. Your blows your brains out on the ear. I don't know how you want to say that. It's going to be a little long, but we got to get that on there. Okay. And, and we just had a guy who saw it. Suds Coleman saw it. No wonder he acts that way. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> this is 562 AM. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Stop licking. Who sounds like a moron? This time. Every time you see. It's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweet. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. It sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. He compares the locals to a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate. At the end of the day, Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one Valdez. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can. You no, know I can. Ray Nagin can, because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. Hey, something else. I played it about 100 times today. I'm just smitten with that bit. It's just uh, got his thumb right on it. Yeah, by the way, that, that lady's name is Christine Chubbuck. How'd you find that? I just Googled all over and I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, I got the story right here, man. You do? Yeah. And what does it say? Well, I got to go back because I, I try to find some images. Here we go. Um, on July 15, 1974, at 9.30 a.m., eight minutes into her talk show, Suncoast Digest and WXL-TV in Sarasota, Florida, she drew out a 38 caliber revolver and shot herself in the head. <laughs> got in the hospital 14 hours later. Uh, there's, there's, it's a long article. I can keep going if you want. Wow. No, that's enough. But, uh, what was her name again? Christine Chubbuck, I guess, C-H-U-B-B-U-C-K. I'll be damned. Chubbuck, what with a name like that? Rhymes with Lubbock, Chubbuck. So 74, and I must have missed that because I worked in Sarasota in 73. And I'm trying to think when the hell I left there because I went to, started in uh, J&O in West Palm Some in 75. Coast Digest was the show. I'll be damned. Hmm. Doesn't ring any bells with me. But at any rate, uh, I worked at WSPB in Sarasota in 73, and that's probably why she blew her brains out because I left. Or maybe because she ran into suds. That is just amazing. I've forgotten she, uh, about that. Let's say huh? her mother said she was very depressed and had few friends or romantic interests. Uh-oh. Not good. Not good at all. Well, anyway, don't have her to kick around no more. 
Troops and civilians at a U.S. military base in Iraq were exposed to contaminated water last year, and employees for the responsible contractor, Halliburton, couldn't get their company to inform camp residents, according to interviews and internal company documents. Not another Halliburton uh, scandal here. Yes. Uh, just part of the same uh, incompetence, the same ripoff. Halliburton, the company formerly headed by Vice President Dick Cheney, disputes the allegations. Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. This guy. thing that matters to Just pop, 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 pop. He's got all them farmers in Kansas out there, you know, all them uh, yahoos, all them flat earth crowd, the anti-homo crowd out there in Kansas. Anyway, Halliburton disputes the allegations about water problems at Camp Junction City in Ramadi, even though the allegations were made by its own employees and documented in company emails. Not that they would lie, I, 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 would they? Oh, boy. We exposed the base camp population, military and civilian, to a water source that was not treated, said a July 15, 2005 Halliburton memo written by William Granger, the official for Halliburton's KBR subsidiary, Kellogg, Brown, and Root, who was in uh, charge of water quality in Iraq and Kuwait. This is in their own memo. The level of contamination was roughly two times the normal contamination of untreated water from the Euphrates River, Granger wrote in one of several documents. The Associated Press obtained the documents from Senate Democrats who are holding a public inquiry into the allegations today. How do you like that? Another former Halliburton employee who worked at the base, Ken May of Louisville, said there were numerous instances, if I can turn the freaking page, of, uh, where the hell is it? I can't turn the page. Here it is. Of diarrhea and stomach cramps, problems he also suffered. How do you like that? All of these, uh, all of these things. things. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, listen, Halliburton needs the cash, man. Dick Cheney's got that big. How many million a year is he getting from that? About 30, man. About 30 million a year. Terry Schiavo's former husband marries. I wonder if he took along his... Cube! Michael Schiavo, whose brain-damaged wife was at the center of a contentious end-of-life battle that played out on a worldwide media stage, and is on our poll for tomorrow, by the way, have no fear, has remarried family members be saying. Schiavo married his longtime girlfriend, Jody Sentanzi, on Saturday in a private church ceremony, said John Sentanzi, the brother of the bride. Terry Schiavo, well, we know about that. Uh, bada boop, bada boop, It goes down, well, we know all that stuff. In Columbia, South Carolina, on Saturday, Terry's sister said that her family's failed court struggle to keep the brain-damaged woman alive shows a society that has lost sight of the value of human life. <laughs> all you kids out there, is a good lesson to be learned from all of that. Eat your vegetables, baby. If you would like your vegetables a little bit more, we'd all be living a lot longer, right? I guess she was the poster child for eating your vegetables. I turn off the show when Neil or George talks about. Here's our poll today. Are you keeping track of all these? I never turn it off. 50.8%, 587. That's going down. Uh-oh. Hockey, 105. Horse racing, 104. Politics, 51. Religion, 50. Fag stuff, 40. Maricone. Mo Howard David at 37. Movies, 37. Music, 33. Except George's great uh, whatever he crap is he plays. Radio stuff, 31. All bit days, 29. I guess we got no more of those. Food and restaurants, 15. Sex, 10. The pool, 8. Sports, 7. Gambling, 7. And Neil's bedtime stories, damn it, Solamente Trace. This Nuts. is Neil Rogers. Sports Queer Radio is what the cue for Absolutely.